your way. Let me mute myself. Let me listen to you. Tell us what Elijah Muhammad went to jail for. The major players in the nation are Indian Muslims. I'm asking you so to president. bring up the Black Lives My nigga, when did Elijah Muhammad go to jail for? Prime Muhammad went to jail for the scamming. See, just meant that so he was in jail, arrested by the police. Malcolm oh, X went to jail. That's not why he went to jail, son. Yo, okay, son. Right. Wait a minute. Yo, yo, son. Right, listen, bro. Ahead, listen, ahead. listen, listen, listen. Anytime you say some shit to me, I don't care what, what, what it's about. If, if it's outlandish, I need to see the source for this shit, bro. You just said that they still- Are you denying that the nation is an original Black Lives Matter organization? No, it's not, because you got to prove it. All right, how is it not? How is it okay. not? I'm sharing my how is it not? right now. What has I'm it done for the community? Screen. I'm going to show you right now. Shut your mouth. I'm going to do what you don't do. Shut your mouth. You don't like this. You like to run your mouth. I'm not here to do that with you. We was having a nice conversation. I hope you show the peanut farm enough. I hope you show the peanut farm. Yo, man, yo, man, mute your mic, bro. Show the peanut farm. When you show it, mute your mic, bro. Mute your mic, bro. Mute your mic. This is the nation of Islam. Remember what you said. Your words that we can't. Now I want everybody to pay attention. You can't find nothing from the Black Lives Matter in your community. You can't find a grocery store. You can't find a cleanest. You can't find an employment industry. You can't find a nursing home. You can't find nothing. All you see on the ground is fucking Black Lives Matter posted across your fucking wall. You can't see nothing. Now, your words is that this group is the original Black Lives Matter. Now, this is the Nation of Islam program. We're spanning from 1934 to 1975. Why does it stop at 1975? Because Elijah died and his son took over and basically broke up all of the businesses and turned the shit to some Sunni and some other shit. That's why the shit fell, or that economic plan. That's done now. So now we're going to get to them. Let's scroll down here. We're going to scroll down here. Stop, because you can't run too far. Yo, man, stop talking, no, bro. No, Yo, bro, No, no, no. Chill, because man. what you doing? Stop what you doing? Just doing? We're not stop interrupting me, brother. Stop no, no, no. interrupting no, 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 no. me. No, 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 no. Stop you, interrupting me. You want to ramble on. Yo, bro, it's stop delicious. interrupting me, bro. Why you Elijah can't control yourself? I gave you, I gave Elijah business is fear when it's time to go. all you got to do is stop. Yo, man, stop talking, Elijah business is fear when it took over. Yo, man, why you keep talking shit, What is businesses Elijah businesses or initial businesses? Like, was these businesses Elijah no, businesses or no, initial No, no, it wasn't, bro. Source it up. Whose business it was? Got... Yo, stop no, talking, bro. Was it Elijah Yo, businesses? Man. Answer the question. I'm, I'm going to be quiet, man. To Elijah? Did those I'm businesses keep, belong I'm to keep, Elijah? I'm going to be quiet, man. they belong to the nation? They belong did to the nation, those business? They did not belong to the nation. Yo, man, can I read my source? Can I read my source? You were fucking acting like a savage, bro. The three-year economic plan the MOI members who could afford to do so to pledge one-tenth or one-third of their income to economic development. Members were also required to patronize NOI-owned businesses or to open their own economic enterprise, which would be advertised in the paper. With the peak of membership of 70,000 by the early 1960s, the NOI's three-year economic plan used the collective savings of the members to expand and concentrate black capital to develop both organization-owned and individual member-owned businesses. These businesses, in turn, promoted the NOI's goal of an independent, self-contained, and black-controlled economy. In Chicago alone, the NOI organized 15 different businesses, including your supermarket, Shabazz Grocery, Chicago Land Packers, Shabazz Bakery, 
Good Food Shabazz Restaurant and Salam Restaurant, Shabazz Barbershop and Clothing Factory. Across the U.S., NOI businesses by the 1970s included grocery stores, dress shops, dry cleaners, bakeries, and restaurants that provided food, cooked meals, and clothing to both Muslims and non-Muslims at affordable prices. Let's go down. And I'm done right after this. NOI businesses also offered the variety of employment opportunities for inner city residents, including serving as managers, clerks, secretaries, bakers, cooks, butchers, waiters, accountants, mathematicians, technicians, plumbers, and carpenters. Muslims and non-Muslims were employed in NOI-owned businesses. In 1958, for example, the NOI operated a drive cleaning plant located at 608 63rd Street in Chicago. The plant was managed by Herbert Muhammad, one of the Elijah Muhammad's sons, that directly employed five NOI members full time. Although the plant had two NOI driver trucks, non NOI members also were employed, often using their own vehicles to assist in the pickup and delivery of drive cleaning in exchange for 35% commission. And I'm going to stop there. My nigga, you just gonna... said that this organization is the original Black Lives Matter. And you can't see. Listen, man, I don't want to talk. No, no, no. Yo, 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 listen, listen. Listen, man. All I want you to do is source the fuck up, man. I'm not sourcing up. I'm using your story. Then I'm out of here. I'm not going to help you. I'm going, bro. You can have a conversation by yourself. No, no, man. I'm out of here. You can have a conversation by yourself. Let me use his source, please. I'm not going to argue with you. Please stop. I'm going, bro. No, brother. Yo, you just said that you're not here to no, source my turn to talk. To do this it's my turn to talk. No, let me go ahead and leave. leave. This ain't this is it's not. My yeah, I'm out of here too, man. Y'all have you a good night. You can't leave. You can't leave. I'm leaving right now, nigga. You just then said you're not no so I don't want to talk. Then leave. Then leave. You don't have to talk to me. I'm using your source. I'm using your source. You can't leave. Because you you fucking screwed up. Nigga, you ain't got no sources. I'm using your source. I'm using your source and logic. I want you to prove to us that they not. You don't even know what it is. You don't even own it. 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 Were, were asked to pledge between 10% and 33% of their salary. Of that 70,000 members, that's like a mega church. No, we're using logics. The only thing he could build with all that money from 10% salary from 70,000 members was 15 businesses. And the business that he highlighted most was the one that employed five people. I want people to walk with me slowly down this path and this bullshit organization that collected a lot of money. When in 1975, no, no, in 1975, when the minister died, all of the businesses went into disarray. His son and everybody were challenging for the money that was in the NOI. You can read that, that's online. It was like something like $6.3 million that they were challenging for. Most of the money that was collected went to the minister, not went to the community. 15 businesses, 70,000 people, giving 10% of them salary, and it's only 15 businesses. And you're going to tell me that that bullshit organization made that impact? 
People use logics. If you but want to you, you, you don't know their financial statements? No, we don't have to know their financial statements. You have 70,000 members of a church who are giving between 10% and 30% of the salary as profits. Go can and I look it up. Please? Use common sense. That's like 10,000 black people's salary per month. Yeah. Even can if it's poor please? black people, you can't speak. Deny the fact that there, there was no real true Black Lives Matter. Shabbat. At the time of the NOI, did they do oh, more James, good? James, not your turn. Not your turn, turn James. Not a gentleman, sir. Go ahead, Shabazz. I'm muted. Well, I, I might as well let the brother speak. Uh, the one that wanted to speak. Go ahead, because I spoke earlier. I'm sorry, Shaka. It was just a, a question that I had. Um, and I, I, did you hear the question, Stoopies? You're talking about them finance. I'm talking about relatively logics. No, no, no. If I have, no, no, have 70,000, no, no, James, common sense, James. You have 70,000 members, and each of them is asked to pledge between 10 and 30% of their salary. Think about that for a second before you open your mouth and talk about finance. I have. Right? Even if, even if it's the poorest of the poor people, because we're going to very, and we're going to use relatively now. There's, there's very few black churches with 70,000 members. And the amount of money that they garner from those members is a lot of money. The nation oh. was milking poor black people. My, black question, my question to you is in the whole scheme of things, at the time. Sorry, Mika, let me start talking to What the hell? More harm or good to the American, uh, Americana, to, the, to, uh, to uh, Africans in the diaspora? Did it do more good than harm? That's what I'm asking you. Nation of Islam? Yeah. It's another, it's another cult. Nation of Islam cult. You mean like Jim Jones? Has the show ended? No, no, no. we can hear you. We can hear you. But I, I think the brother is not answering to you. But you know, uh, this, no, this no, question, no. we can ask. No. Yeah. Nation of Islam is a cult, just like Jim Jones, just like Scientology. He was close to all of those people. Nation of Islam is a cult. It's an original Black Lives Matter. He milked millions of dollars from the people of Chicago and sell flim flam, sky plane, 15 businesses, a peanut farm. He sell, he, Nation of Islam, you can't look it up, they had a peanut farm. And they did, did your American it. brothers need it, is what I'm saying. Or did they no. need it? No. They, they never needed it. Anybody who comes on here and tell you that Nation of Islam isn't the original Black Lives Matter is being disingenuous. Okay, can I speak please now? Go ahead, Shaq. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Now, now um, we didn't have the source of the paper that uh, Rabon read. And um, in this paper, it mentioned 70,000 members in around the 60s, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe the 70s. I, I can't remember where I read that or heard that, but I think I was told about at least 100,000 members uh, as of today. There might be more. Obviously, if they had like 70,000 members in the 60s or the 70s, it's safe to say that they have at least 100,000 members today because they had children and so on. So... If we make a calculation to reach that $20 million a year figure, the, the members will only need to spend $200 a year. So if we break down by the month, 
it's easily achievable. Now, personally, yeah, indeed, so something like that. So this this figure to me is not exaggerated. Now, I wouldn't call it a BS organization, and I'm known for many years for not being a fan of the Nation of Islam. And that being said, the brother was asking, do they do more good or more bad? I mean, we can ask a question about you know uh, the, the the MSTA, about the UNIA. Uh, if it's good enough, then uh, people will join. If they don't join, and I guess they know that you know it's not the right way to go, but they're going to do their thing anyway. That's what I wanted to say. So we we still in the conversation though. Yeah, we're still in the conversation. I cannot believe, sweet pea. I cannot yes. believe that it's 2022, and we acting like the nation of Islam wasn't a full blown cult from day one. Let's see hey, y'all laughing. Up? Y'all y'all laughing. They a cult, up, bro. It's a hey, cult. Uncle. What's up, man? How hey, you doing? How you doing, uncle? Yeah, chilling. Yeah, I'm chilling, brother. I'm well, frustrated, you know, but I'm frustrated though. No, no but that's that, that wasn't really the, the, the point the point of discussion because it's, it's a bit subjective. That's it's true. Okay. It's the yeah, truth. I, mean, I hear you, but you know, it's still subjective. Let me, let me finish my point though. It's not a judgment call. So let's talk about what a cult is. A cult has one charismatic leader. Get that straight. All the monies generated by the cult goes back to the cult and the one charismatic leader. Is this not the truth or am I making this up? Amen, truth. I just want to know, am I making it yeah, up? I, say I'm making this shit brother. up. Say I'm wrong and I lost my mind. Truth, I just brother. want to stay on that one point. Just on that one point, does all the monies go to one charismatic leader? Is, is that a true statement or a false statement? That Where's the board of trustees? Where's all that at? Who's the governing body? Where's the financial statements? Where's all that at? There is no such thing. There's no argument for the situation. Y'all act like a cult is all bad. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the problem, the shit is outdated. And all the shit that they thought was going to work, let's talk about it. Separatists, there are separatist movement. How does the separatist movement work? Martin Luther King ran, ran circles around them. Oh, oh, we the nation of Islam, we don't believe in people exacting violence on us and we not exact violence on them, okay? I ain't seen them bust a grape. <laughs> All right? Now, Martin Luther King and them, children got sprayed down the street with fire hoses. That Hundreds of pounds of pressure. German shepherds attacked Young children, was the nation of Islam out there standing guard? No, they wasn't. It's funny. It's so funny that 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 the that the government of the United States called them extremists. I would say they're extremists in the other direction of not doing any damn thing but talking shit. Y'all think I'm being extreme now? I'm actually not. You seen Martin Luther King and them get outside and put in work? You've seen it with your own eye. Matter of fact, the work was so devastating that we are privy to taking advantage of the work that they did right now. They changed laws. The laws that they changed the nation of Islam is privy to use them and access them. This is not a wild off the top of my head statement. The nation of Islam from its, from its inception 
told black people do not take vaccines. So they have a 70-year track record of not giving a fuck about the health of black people. In the middle of a pandemic, last one, the next last hundred years, the niggas made pamphlets telling us not to get vaccinated with some slap-ass stupid shit with, with, with the anti-vax leader called Riza Islam. They didn't, they didn't reel that nigga back. The nigga made up shit in front of our eyes. Unbelievable. That's a fucking call. No fucking way. During the AIDS crisis in the black community, they told niggas to take some crazy ass pills. Are we serious right now? This is a bunch unk, of bullshit. Be honest. They were charging three times the amount nothing. for the pills. They were yeah, charging right. four oh, times right. the amount for the pills. Right. For some the damn pills that never worked. What's, I'm charging what, four what, times what, the amount. I'm saying, so what are we asking for? What are we talking about? Like, no, I, have we fallen that far that we don't realize what a valuable group is, what a cult is? Yeah, <laughs> niggas don't know what a cult is. That's why niggas is getting sucked up in cults every day. And when the nigga blow the fucking whistle and say, hold on now, you got niggas around you forming cults, we, they all think it's funny. So let me tell you what a cult is. A cult will create a condition that make you think that the charismatic leader or leaders are experts. And no one can actually challenge their authority because they are the authority. Do you have any of that around us right now? Yeah, unk. Yeah, unk. No, no, I'm not finished, Mayat. Because, Mayat, you sat on that damn show and you bludgeoned Wujai the whole time he wouldn't answer a simple question. The question was very simple. Ask me the same question that you asked Wujai and see how long it takes me to answer it. Go ahead, Mayat. Ask me the, ask me the question. Well, about peer Ask me the question about work being peer review. Ask me that question, my yacht. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in opposition to you. Um, all I wanted to say is that uh, no, and yeah, no, he's he trying to show me you the question. question be ask asked. me the question, my yacht. What, what question is you want saw to mo tech, tech work peer review? Ask the question. Yeah, is 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 a uh, saw him fix work peer review? No, it's not. Writing oh, a couple so we, scholars, we, asking, look at your work, it's not a PVV, bro. How how do I know that? And then why do it take another nigga a whole hour? What's going on? Well, that, he, no, I can answer that question. He was just being disingenuous, but at least- you No, know, he, he was college. giving you the call tactic. Listen, my yacht, he was yes. giving you the call tactic, bro, of evasion, the evading the questions. So I'm making my point. It took me two seconds to answer the question and move forward. Yeah, but you know they they're defending their book, and but um no, you can defend your book, but don't lie about it being peer reviewed. They all understand what peer review is, bro. So me having yeah. a chef read my book and you read my book just because you my peers on me, you can give me a fucking peer review, dog. Yeah, but you <laughs> see, let's thing, knock it thing, off. Yeah, but see, Anki is 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 gonna say no, I didn't lie because he did not say that the work was peer reviewed. He was being slick with it, saying, I didn't see, or he has some work in the future. You no, know, but we no, know no, we know he was no. not answering the question because no, I asked him so, as of no. today. Right. He didn't answer the question, bro. And he, and he, he did all kinds of shit to evade. And if you know Assad's work is not peer-reviewed, then why are you standing behind it overturning the experts then? What's the joke, Mayat? Because he's one of the author, but you know, I, you know I'm not defending them. No, I know and you're not. I just wanted to give you a brief synopsis of 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 people creating cult situations in a real cult called the Nation of Islam that we all act like wasn't that. 
They never cared about your ass, not unless you was in the nation of Islam, bro. Martin Luther King and them cared about everything. Women's, women's rights, black, white, or Chinese. Uh, human beings, civil rights, black, white, or Chinese. And they was black men and black women and children that served their community. The nation of Islam still run their damn mouth. Didn't change a damn thing. And still give us the same old bullshit misinformation, yo. Yeah, but that's you know, crazy to, to me. But when it comes to the vaccine, um, it's this claim, I mean, telling people not to get vaccine, it's not exclusive for the nation of Islam. Uh, I would say that amongst the quote unquote conscious community, there's many people who who deter other black folks from getting the vaccine. I got the vaccines for the record, you know, for, for people who, who wonder. I got the vaccine. And I don't knock people from not taking the vaccines, you know, uh, not just for the COVID, but any other vaccines. But what I didn't like, though, is how the people who are anti-vax used to address uh, people who are in support for the vaccine. You know, right. uh, that's what that's what I didn't like. Right. You have a choice as an African-American, whether you want to take the vaccine or not, but you don't have a choice to misinform us when you claim to be the foremost authority on the protection of black people and speak and supposedly a voice for black people. You do not have a right to outright lie to us. Nobody, none of them niggas did virology and immunology to know whether the shit worked or not, my nigga. And they stood up as if they was in the fucking lab doing it. That's horrible. That's a bunch of bullshit. And it's bullshit all around us. But you know, all, you know fair, was worse. But you know, you know, they did worse than that. Now, now the brother has passed away. I found out recently that he is deceased. Um, but um, I've played this clip. I forgot if his name is uh, Salim Mohammed, but he was a medical doctor, and he's on tape. It's in, it's in color, and he said that we can cure AIDS with raw milk. So, so oh, they did yeah, worse the than that. Oh, I didn't know he died. When he died. Uh, um, I read that during one of the live streams, but he he passed away. He's, he's passed away. This year? Oh, well, honestly, I don't remember, but that's quite recent. But maybe a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, he was around but, standing up there with Dale Big, not Dale Big Tree and all them. Anti-vax. Oh, man, stop it. Man, look. Yeah. I don't want to hear about nobody dying, yo. But, but I guarantee you there was a lot of black people that lost their life or, or uh, who had, who was strong enough, who, who immune system, right, was able to uh, uh, handle uh, the scars COVID too, and they took that shit home to their grandmother, and their aunts and their uncles. How many of people? How many of people did that? Listening to the Nation of Islam. How many people? Yo, you wouldn't know. Misinformed and misinformation, dangerous. Cults are dangerous situations for all of us because it misinforms us. And so when we out here fighting to let you know that people are starting that cult-like behavior, you people should just listen up. So if you got people running around knowing damn well what it takes to be an expert, but refuse to become an expert, but yet claim to be an expert, then you know you should have a problem with that information. If a person is running around with no expert training, right, claiming to overthrow the field. So they asking us, Mayat, they saying, what is your problem with the brothers that you supported? My problem is not that they do scholarship. 
Not that they work hard and not that they study. Man, I, I appreciate all y'all for that. But but the first day, my yacht, you stand in the Louvre and claim you didn't overturn the goddamn Egyptology world, yo. I'm banging on you, my yacht. <laughs> it's simple. It, this is not a complicated issue. So for all y'all that don't know what's going on, I'm not hating on the brothers doing their own private research and whatever, writing their books. I'm not hating. I'm slap mad when you go against the very tenets that we fought over. Matter of fact, my yacht know the shit. My yacht left because rules was broken and niggas didn't stick to proper protocol. He'll tell you when Ishmael R brought up some crazy shit and it didn't stand up. He couldn't take it. He just fucking left. Out of respect for what we was doing, he just left. He said, fuck that shit. The rules are simple. Don't play expert if you're not. Get the proper paperwork. If you're not an expert, that's okay. But don't play the game. And don't claim to overthrow the experts. And every time they get in front of experts, they, they make no statements. They quiet as fucking mouse. But when they're around us, the regular dudes, they talk that talk. They beat their chest. Who amongst you believe that the greater Sahotep and Wuja got you all in check has overthrown modern Egyptology and linguistic field? Who amongst you believes this from their house or from their car? Yeah, so y'all know what it is. And I'm banging every single day. Every day they make a video about my man Smash, I'm banging. Stick to the point. Where is your evidence to prove, using experts, that, that, the, that the place named Kimmet is a repairing zone or repairing, whatever the hell you're saying. Where's your evidence to prove that Afro-Asiatic is not a language follow. That's what we talking about. Do not run us around the merry-go-round. Do not flim flam blam boomers Get to the point. So everybody who don't know no better, I'm telling you now. The reason Brother Unk, God Killer, a.k.a. Bobby Banger, is banging is because they claim to overthrow scientific fields. Now y'all know. It's very clear. They have complicated the whole situation. I'm going to say this again. Real slow, a Sahotep, Wuja, and a Dominions is claiming to have overthrown Egyptology. Simple as that. That's the argument. Now y'all know Egyptology and and, and the linguistic field. And every time an expert deal with them, they, they say the expert is stupid and can't read and don't understand. Now go check that out for a minute. There's your peer review for you. The shit has been reviewed by experts and they all say it's trash. They ain't deal with you. the document that smash read. Tra they called the man trash. Mm. Expert from Harvard. For those who wonder, Brother Onk is talking about Dr. Sandro Capochichi. Sandro, S-A-N-D-R-O, and Capochichi, C-A-P-O, space C-H-I-C-H-I. -C -H -I. 
Smash said that he's going to publish the article on his um, blog. Uh, I don't know if he has done it already, but uh, it, it should happen soon. He just wants to finish dealing with the, the, the article and then he will publish it. And there might be even two articles, but I've seen Smash in the chat earlier, so maybe he's going to you know, type something in the chat. It's just not right, my yacht. Come on, man. You know what we stood for, bro. What, what's, what's not right, brother? What, what you just talked about? about the no, 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 the not you. Not you. You know, I'm African-American. We, we dive into conversations. Dive in <laughs> and out. I'm not saying you're not right. I know you could place it there, but that's not. I'm saying it's not right that they're doing this like this, bro. That's my point. That's like, like where they do that at, yo? And and people say, so why am I mad? I'm mad because because come on, dude. I, you know, my whole thing was to promote experts and making sure that people get the prop proper information so they can judge for themselves and understand what other human beings are telling them. So you could know the difference between what, what, what was supposed to be right and what's supposed to be wrong for your own self. I never came in this to make myself the champion expert. I came in here to give everybody tools. You know what the problem is now? The real problem is, is that the Amaral squad did such a great job in educating people. Other groups around the Amaral squad, other people around the Amaral squad, we all moved in the same direction. Mayada tell you, he was there from the beginning. You, you look at look at it. He pushes right information as hard as he can. We all do it. And so when you teach away and you give people the tools of critique, then don't get mad at the people when you've done such a good job and they come back and critique you and say, yo, that's not matching up. We went to the experts. And we can't find it. How dare you tell them they stupid, dumb, can't read, go read 30 of my books. Now you sound like Malachi York. That's what Malachi York tell you. Go to book three and read that is there. Go to book four and read is there. Go read this, go read that, go read my book. Read. That's what Malachi York say. That ain't what the Amaral squad say. The Amaral say, go get the experts. That will help you determine if what I'm saying is making sense or not. Not go get some obscure people somewhere in the Congo who you don't even know, speaking a whole other language you wouldn't even understand. How would they do that at? You know, Uncle Alisad is that this guy, Garfield calls him a master teacher. Yeah, Garfield wrong for that too. But he got a right to call the person. He's just being funny. It's a joke for real. Oh, he was serious, but you know, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Ain't wrong for that. But I mean, a man going to say what a man going to say, and a man going to feel the way a man going to feel. And I ain't the one to tell a person how to feel about another man in his work. But what I will say is, yo, that ain't nobody in the Amaral squad overthrowing modern, modern science. Let's get that straight. Because linguistics is, it is considered science. <laughs> they ain't doing that. And if y'all believe they overthrowing it, then then then, then you bugged out. <laughs> Running around doing too much. You you got to the, the belief, whatever the hell you want. You thinking something is better than what it is, you want, you dreaming. You in your corner. 
you know, you know, we, we have several people who are moderators on this channel and other channels, and they're pushing the riparian night uh, uh, fiction, science fiction. And I don't want to say names, you know, but uh, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. Even, You're right. Even in You're the, right. Yeah. Right. Even 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 the child, right. they're pushing that stuff. They're pushing falsehood. So I'm not saying right. you know, I'm not saying that anybody should be at odds with with some moderators, but uh, th there's probably something that needs to be done about that. You know, if it is established that it is not factual, then why do we have moderators on all these different channels who are pushing that stuff, <laughs> defending the pseudos, and even disrespecting <laughs> people for disagreeing with the pseudos? And I've been I've been seeing that for months. And once again, I don't want to say names, but you know who they are. So, so let's do this. This is how I feel about it. This is what I actually learned. This thing of ours, this thing we do, you know, teaching on platforms from YouTube, yo, it's for everybody. And I never make a nigga choose his friends. I never do that, bro. I never make the moderator fans of mine, fans of them. I never tell them, yo, don't do that. I never, I never do that. I give them the choice. And you, I mean, but you're absolutely right, my yacht. But but I never tell now, now the other side will tell them, don't listen to my yacht channel. Don't listen to the pseudo killers. Oh, uh, I'm not worried about that because people know that when I'm not streaming, I'm not streaming, I'm not, I'm not screening the calls. And, and I always encourage people to get on my platform, even if they disagree with me. So I'm not worried about that because, you know, sometimes, you know, we have, you have friendship, scholarship, people tell you, uh, yeah, don't deal with that guy, you know, my forever. But I, I tell them, you know, come and speak with me and you see what's up. You know, Chief X wanted to holler at me. He never showed up. I'm not tripping on it, you know, but anybody else is welcome for the record for those who want to, and I don't want to sound like I'm doing a shameful plug, but, you know, I'm, I'm very open to dialogue, even if people so are opposed to my views. So, well, 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 I'm glad you brought up the guy's name. So you can expect 40 videos with your name in it and my name in it. But he did me the same way. And then he'll act like I'm not, I don't want to deal with him. The nigga didn't show up the same way he didn't show up for you. He didn't show up for me. You only got one time not to show up for me. You stand me up one time after all this shit you talking. And you stand me up on that day, you blew. So he did you the same way. It's 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 the normal thing to do. Talk shit, talk shit. When you finally get the chance to get him one-on-one, -on -one, he won't show. And then he'll go over there and talk shit, talk shit some more, like everybody forgot. So it's always good to give all y'all nigga pins a memo. The nigga no-showed me. The same way he no-showed my yacht. And Chris, Chris MVP Harris said that the same thing happened with him, so he did not show up. But you know, I'm I'm not mad. I mean, people can see that. You know, some people are gonna act like they forget. You know, you have people like uh of um, uh, like you have a Moroccan guy in the chat there, and and you have other people who are from North Africa, Berbers, and and they are happy when you hear people like uh, Chief X saying that the ancient Egyptians were Caucasians, that the modern Egyptians were the ancient Egyptians. But at the end of the day. As much as there's this uh, so-called uh, Black uh, Egypt debunk, I'm not sure the exact title. Uh, I have uh, Black Ancient Egyptians uh, and Black Ancient Egyptians part two, and that speaks volume. So, you know, people can present their argument. It's fine. Mm. Yeah, anyway, the nation is long as a damn cult.
in between all that. <laughs> so fact. Brother Unk, Brother Unk, thank you for coming on. Because I don't yeah. know if it's because of my accent. When I said Nation of Islam is the original Black Lives Matter, people vex or people get mad. <laughs> that dude has been collecting, mil- those dudes have been collecting millions of dollars from the community. <laughs> for the last. Uh, and 15 businesses that they have to show. If I give Uncle a million dollars, no, if I had a hundred million dollars and I give Uncle a million dollars, by next year, Uncle will be coming back and give him a million dollars and the amount of businesses that he would have. You are getting millions of dollars from the community. But I don't see you banging on the Catholic Church like that, brother. I'm, I, let me stand up listen, for... Listen, listen, the Catholic Church has <laughs> done more hold than... Hold <laughs> Yo, did you say the Catholic Church? Yeah, Catholic Church has done more than the nation of Islam. By Unk's definition, the Catholic Church is a cult. Is a cult, but that cult has done more. The Catholic Church has done more for black people than the nation of Islam. yo. The Catholic Church has done more for black people. More yeah. schools have been built. The Catholic more... Church is responsible for the doctrine of discovery. Listen, let me stand up for, for flat nose, big lips. No, you made that me. up. No, no the Catholic Church. Back is... Let me stand oh, you up. You talk about the Pope. You talking about the Pope. Let me just, just a little bit. I just want to no. say that um, if a vaccinated young man and an unvaccinated no, I'm not young with you. visit their grandmother, which one has the higher chance? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. No, you I wouldn't. You, you know what? If the mere fact that you asked a question, we should kick you out of the room. The mere fact that you asked a question about the vaccinated and unvaccinated, we should kick you out of the room. James, you have matriculated past that level now, James. James, you have matriculated past that level. The amount of information that Uncle has given the Catholics alone? No, no, no. You can't bang on the Catholics. I am saying that the Catholics are awful, but they have done more for black people and the nation of Islam. <laughs> 15, shops, people, 15 businesses. That's what the nation of Islam, Islam has done. 15 black businesses. <laughs> millions of dollars over the last 100 years. The nation of Islam, if we, if we, if we set a minimum, 2 million a year, they have collected over 200 million over the last 100 years. What have they done with it in Chicago? Hey, man. I'm going back to watching my game. The Lakers... And no, Golden no, State, um, they're um, my two um, favorite teams. Um, how much million dollars do you think the nation of Islam make here? In oh, I mean, they took they take everybody money, they rob, they rob us. They <laughs> gave what, what, back. Nigga. What what have they given back? Have the nation of Islam given back anything equivalent to what they have taken from the black community? Nope. Hey, man, Mars, John Henry called told y'all. He said, Yo, where the money at? We'll play the video one day. No, I, I completely agree with what Unc said, except for what I mentioned about the vaccine. You know, because I, I, you know, I think Unc might be an anti-masker. Are you James, an anti- James, stop talking about the mask, vaccine. <laughs> James, stop talking about the vaccine. I'm not going to with you I am begging you stop talking about the vaccine. Talk about anything. Talk about my mother. Talk yeah, about my father. No, no, no. I already talked talk about, about my wife. Okay. I give you permission <laughs> to talk about everybody. Talk about my mother, my father, my wife. Yeah, you, you can talk about my mother. You, you can have that. You, <laughs> you the cannot vaccine. talk about the vaccine. You have no ground to sit on. You can't you can talk about my wife. I, I, I give you that much privilege. But you can't talk about the vaccine, James. The mere right. fact that you ask that question, tell me that you have been sitting at the front of the class for the last year. 
and we need to kick you out of school. <laughs> You're right. <clears throat> you ain't wrong. I'm not going. That's not my battle. That's not my battle cry. I ain't no lost cause rebel yellow. You know, I'm. <laughs> it was a good. It was. A, it's not a diatribe. That was a soliloquy about this community that Unc had, and it was well received, man. That's all I could say. Appreciate that, bro. I ain't making it up. We just ain't looked at it. Yeah, I was sucked in too. Everybody didn't like Martin Luther King. I don't like my wig. You don't even know why we like Malcolm because Malcolm was he was strong and he and he stood up against the white man. Yo, but really, it was the it, it was the 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 daggone little little guy, the little guy, the Baptist preacher guy. Yeah, who who who. Who, who who actually influenced the hearts of planet Earth to look at these Europeans as crazy as hell for water hosing, fire hose, water trucking, you know, babies and German shepherding babies and 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 putting the white only sign on the bathrooms. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, so it's I think you know, uh, it, I mean, like we need to know those conditions, right? And we need to, hold on, I'm going to make this point. I don't feel like arguing tonight, but I'm going to tell y'all something. We need to know what the civil rights was. Most people don't even know, yo, you got, you actually got two civil rights movements. Did y'all know that? I'm going to say it again. Did y'all know? It was actually no, two civil rights please. movements. Okay, hold on, let me get it. All right. So you got uh, you got the civil rights movement in 1865 to 1896. Then you got uh, the civil rights movement from 1896 to 1954. Okay. Now, all along, watch this, ladies and gentlemen. Watch how I talk. People, people, I've heard people say that I, I'm all over the place. But what I'm actually doing is I'm telling the story. Right. And so when I tell you that in 1865 and eight between 1865, 1895 is a civil rights movement. That's exactly what it was. And then there was a civil rights movement from 1896 to 1854. Y'all can all look this up. Why am I saying this? What was the climate of learning and institutions at that time? What, what was the information? So I just want to know. Right. In academia, were they participating in the civil rights movement? Or was they producing information that was against the civil rights movement? Mm. Okay. What, what what was Charles Darwin's theory accepted in academia in Harvard and Yale? Because remember, they was they was promoting scientific racism because it made them millions of billions of dollars because it supported slavery. So I want to know during the Jim Crow period was academia and science where was they at on that? Did Charles Darwin theory when 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 he promoted the theory on Monday did everybody change on the side on Tuesday? How long did it take for that to come through? Because I can bring you papers from 1962. 
written by American anthropologists. And I can talk about the multi-regional theory. That's also a pushback on the outer Africa theory. I can take you all the way up to 2003, where they still pushing back. So, so we act like all the scholars jumped up and applauded Charles Darwin's work. No, what the fuckers did, they went straight eugenics on a the motherfucker. They misunderstood the damn theory and went eugenics. Galton, Charles Darwin's cousin, went straight motherfucking eugenics. Why am I saying this? Because the laws, the civil rights laws was passed in 1969, right? That's when the bill was passed. Well, the states wasn't listening. They had to use the federal government to push it. The voting, the voting, the, the voting uh, rights, the federal government had to stand there. And, and that's why you got the, the voting bill, right? It's not so we can vote. It's that we have protection at the polls. So are you telling me that the teachers and all that shit was in agreement with the outer Africa theory? Remember that, do you, are you trying to tell me that in America, they was actually agreeing with the people that they won't even use, let them use a white bathroom was actually the origin of humanity? Who amongst you believes this? Think about what I'm saying. Scientific ideas take many moons to even trickle down to the public. Scientific ideas, even when they write, is hard to get through because that's the nature of science. They fight you two for nail. So in the midst of fighting two for nails, we're sitting here in 2022 thinking, well, the Charles Darwin shit was fire. But the Charles Darwin shit didn't overthrow scientific racism. The Charles Darwin theory was that platform to allow you to see how crazy the scientific racism was and how inaccurate it was, but it didn't mean that all the scientists and all the academia was in agreement with Charles Darwin. It never meant that. So on Monday when he came up with the theory, niggas were still fighting it all the way to 1963 writing shit. They fighting in 1988. So we sit here and make statements about certain people, right? And we say, oh, you know, I can show you Harvard teachers, anthropologists, C-O-O-N, look them up, Coons. He's an American anthropologist. So, no, this shit didn't change overnight. So when we read books, by black authors that use experts at the time, you gotta knock it off because nobody else was doing it. The fight was on. The fight was on in 1973 at the Cairo Symposium. The fight was on when, 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 when Dr. Ben wrote his books. The fight was on. Most people ain't even cracked the Dr. Ben book and look at the back of it and, and, and pull out the bibliography because they saw crying and shit. Dang, oh, I ain't, nigga, don't read the book. Look at the bibliography. Go online and look at his bibliography. He had, an, he had an expert bibliography. 
with groups of scholars that was in agreement was was in agreement with with certain information at that time. So I'm gonna say this, and I said this last night. Dr. Ben wasn't a black allergist. John Henry Clark was not a black allergist. Alvin Van Soda was not a black allergist. Okay? People who continue to promote their work, pass new scientific ideas and innovations, and brand new scholarship are actually the black allergists. You're a black allergist if in the face of brand new information, overturning the old information, you continue to promote the same shit. So if you're still saying that the Native Americans a motherfucking African straight from Africa, you're a black allergist. If you're still applying the term black on a biological organism in the Sahara, you're a black allergist. They don't use them terms for a reason because it's very, very confusing. And it's the same thing white people did. So you can't talk about white people didn't do this shit on the other end. They use terms like African. And I heard a birdie on this show earlier talking shit about motherfuckers being African. How dare you? It's nonsense. We can use the word African. And we know what the hell we mean. And we're not confused. And when we talk about Egypt, we're not talking about nobody from fucking West Africa. That's not the fuck. We're talking about people in Northeast fucking Africa. And we have enough intelligence to know the difference. And we understand the full range of variety because Charles Darwin taught us that. That was part of his argument. So, yes, we can use the word African. We know the term African. We know the term non-African. And we know that non-African don't fucking mean African. If you don't know what the fuck I just said, you ain't studied enough. You need to chill out and get out the damn conversation. All homo sapiens sapiens is 99% the same, no matter where they at. The differences that you see is skin goddamn deep. And that does not mean, watch this, that does not mean that I can't sit here and celebrate African-American culture and be proud of that. It doesn't mean that. They'll try to make you seem as if, if it's that, but it don't mean that. It means that I'm aware of who I am in North America. I am aware of who the fuck is in Africa. And I don't care if an African is light-skinned and an alkaline nose and look like what I perceive to be a Palestinian. I don't care because I'm scientific literate and I know better. I understand the difference. This is the New York nuance in the whole goddamn conversation that becomes very, very confusing. So to wrap it up, no, Charles Darwin theory did not change people's minds overnight. No, it didn't. The information that the elders wrote, I'm talking about the ones that was pushing for science and evolution. A lot of these sources out there, y'all can't even quote this. 
I can start reading sources, 1950, 1940, 1989, uh, 1945, 1963. That's outdated work and outdated source material. And no, I'm not saying because a source is outdated means that it has to be wrong. I'm simply saying everything has to be critical. And we should not be pushing in 2022 for people that's coming into the understanding of where we're from. We should not be putting at the forefront the old works. Nobody does that. We respect the old works and we put them in. And when we want to sit back and read some of the old works, those who are there, you read the old works. But you do not put that shit at the forefront. No functioning, strong community does that. And that's the problem. So don't be banging on me, my niggas, because I clearly understand the value of John Jackson, Dr. Ben's work. John, I get it. I'm not sitting up here saying, yo, if you want to learn about evolution, go to uh, Dr. Ben's work. Go to John G. I don't do it. There's the reason why I don't do it. I don't do it because I respect what they did and what they put forth. And I know if they were sitting here at the age of 55, they wouldn't do it. They would say, well, we got some uh, uh, 2018, uh, some 2019, some 2020, some 2021, some 2022. Uh, we got some uh, 2016 work here. How do I know they would do it? Because they use the experts in their time. Can't nobody on none of these platforms get around that statement. I'm going to say it again. John Henry Clark, Dr. Ben, George James, they used the experts of their day. One like they was coming up this shit on their own. They wasn't doing the archaeological digs. They was doing the same thing that I'm doing. Bringing y'all to the experts. Let me shut up. I'm done. I'm gonna watch my game. I just, you know, I couldn't let some shit slide. Niggas was talking shit earlier. I just want everybody to know I had forgot that. I heard you. We hear you, man. We hear you. It's true peace. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I got I'm here. I, I have I have one question in, in, in terms of this close to pure capitalism society that we live in. Do you think we have as people have something to learn from the collective economics of the FOI or not? Of the NOI? Mm -hmm. yeah, they didn't yeah. have no collective. They had that. They had cult leader economics, my nigga. There was there was no collective economic. Everything went to the no, minister. You, you explained the collective economics. Yeah, you everybody, everything, everything, everything was collected and went to the minister. Everything went to the minister. All right. Back in Africa and the Caribbean, they have something named Susu or Padna. That's the only extent of the collective economics that black people can have. Where we do banking and lending money amongst ourselves mm -hmm. in the hope that we pay it back, like the credit unions. My mother ran the Susu. Right, and people benefited from it and they paid back into it. 
and they mm. use that to buy furniture, to buy corn or to buy whatever they need for farming that year and they pay back into it. And your mother collected a small fee. But capitalism is the best system that ever created. Now it's run amok and we need to put it back in terms of some people benefiting unfairly. Yeah, capitalism is against nature, man. What is that against nature? They're just saying, James, listen to me. I'm going to say, it's a, every morning in Africa, the slowest lion gets up, right? And his job is to run faster than the slowest gazelle. And every morning in Africa, the fastest lion gets up and the slowest gazelle job is to run faster than the fastest lion. Nature is about the strong eating the weak, about viruses killing people who are susceptible to it. Nature is the most capitalistic thing that exists. It's survival of the fittest, that the fittest and the best is allowed to grow old and pass on the genes. You don't... You're sitting in the front of the class too long now, you know, James. Nature is more than that also. We nature. need to put it... No, we need to put it in the back of the class. No, because no, the front not doing anything for you. Nature is more okay. than what you just said. There's an aspect that I'm trying to get at, and it's what, what you aspect? heard in the West Indies. It was a little statement called, cattle horn is too heavy for your head. All right? And I don't know if you ever heard... You heard that one? No, explain what, what it means. You know what I mean? No, no, tell me. Cattle horn is too heavy for your head. The coal yeah. are not too heavy for your head. The cattle right. horn ain't too heavy for his head. In right. nature, in nature, you are equipped with everything. We, we, we got everything we need to get past these times. These times is, is, brought, is, is brought on by a, by a deception. And you 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 made a very good point. Jim, stop. Jim, stop. Go back to the no, back the of the class. Is, is Jim, because you don't even understand the thing. You don't even understand the thing. James, go to the back of the class, James. You don't understand what the saying is. The saying is that Kohan isn't too heavy for his head. I didn't understand what you were saying originally. But the Kohan has evolved to get those horns. And the reason why the horns are there is for protection. Cows that didn't, in the past, there was cows that didn't have arms and they weren't able to grow old and pass on their genes. So the cows with the biggest, strongest arms were able to reproduce and pass on the big, strong arm genes. You're starting to, get the idea. starting to get the idea I'm trying to bring no, forward. You, you don't get it. You're misinterpreting it. I'm in the front of the class with arms too long not to understand evolution and passing on genes. In Africa, the, 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 first, the first man who was able to stand up and look over the grass leaf in the Sahara, he was the one who was able to pass on his genes because he could stand up and look at predators coming. The other person who was hiding in the grass couldn't see the predators coming. So they couldn't pass on yeah. their genes. Nature is about passing on your genes and it's a fitness pass on the genes. Stop it, James. Don't just throw words out there. I make up stuff without thinking about it. Ate it a straw, man. And uh, that has, you know, the passing on the genes is not what I'm talking about here. You know, it was a distinct conversation about cult and and the nation of Islam and and the people and what's good for us. I'm relating it to that. How is nation of Islam good for us, James? Tell me. 
Give me two benefits of the nation of Islam. If the, main, the main thing, I just brought it up, but you ignored it. I said the collective economics, and you guys said it's no collective. And you and 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 I I, I wish Rob Bond was still on to maybe further no, explain. No. Oh, oh, no, no, you you, you brought you, it up. But you explained it aptly. You explained their collective economics, but now you're denying it. I said the collective economics that they have is that all the money got to the leader. All the money went to the minister. No, you 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 talked about the buildings. I, no, no, I no no. Listen to me. I said of all the money that they collected, the millions of dollars, they only managed to build fifteen businesses with millions of dollars, and those businesses were limited to. Listen carefully. Well, you count You count in the grocery shops. You know, laundry maps, grocery maps, a farm with two trucks. A farm with two trucks. Listen, you are over. You, you what you're doing is that you're romanticizing what you believe the nation was doing. For the amount of capital the nation brought in, the nation did not build housing. They well, had enough money to buy land and build housing. To buy I land. Am not, I am not the a Muslim. Did not buy land and build housing. No, to stop romanticizing what they did. I, not a Muslim. There's no reason for me to romanticize Islam. That is not the point I'm making. I'm speaking specifically of the nation of Islam, the time in history that they existed, and what was accomplished by them on the in the big picture. Nothing. Nothing was accomplished by them. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Sure. Nothing was accomplished. That hospital that Robert talked about. That was not hospital. Stop it. Let, let, let's, all right, let's go back. Let, let me explain something. I need you to go on your phone or your computer. They call it the conscious community. You are yes, saying no. there was no increase in the level of consciousness of Africanized Americans after the uh, rise of the Nation of Islam. Again, James. Again. Again. We need to put you beside the teachers to sit down now. Bring your chair to the front of the class. The teacher is not here. Bring your chair to the front of the class. Let's be quiet. Bring your chair to the front. Bring your chair to the front of the class. Bring your chair. Can, can, can I say something? I'm please? a substitute teacher. Go ahead, Shaka. Yeah, I just wanted to say because the brother was asking about you know uh, African consciousness uh, uh, in regards to the nation of Islam. At one point, they will not allow Africans to be members of the nation of Islam, and we have a uh, fire kind of tape saying that. And I think that's the same audio when he was uh, making fun with the African accent, but he basically said that um, being natural, wearing natural hair is a disease carrier and a disease catcher. Besides at one point not allowing Africans to be members of the nation of Islam, there are lessons that they study by heart, says that Africans are living a jungle life and Africans are not civilized. So that's, that's, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, Shaka, oh. let, me, let, me, let me, James, let me, let me, listen, James, let me listen, let me clarify what Shaka is saying, because you don't understand. No, I understand. Farrakhan sat up and said, once our hair, our hair on our head was like our eyebrow. And the reason why our hair on our head became kinky is because we were cursed. So if he's saying that people with kinky hair is cursed, He's saying that the Africans is cursed. The nation of Islam is not about Africans. And Gozi says worse. Y'all just don't listen to him. 
Yeah, and Gozi doesn't have uh, you know hundreds of thousands of followers. And go and that is true. And Gozi don't have a hundred thousand followers. So what and Gozi says only affect what is him in the bathroom. Nobody, nobody not following and Gozi, right? Nobody not following and Gozi set up in the bathroom. That's a good point. In, in mic and in television, when him sit down and him throne in him toilet and in toilet, him can talk any shit shit coming out of his mouth and his ass. So we allow him to do it because we know that he's in his bathroom. But when you are saying now, as a grown man, mm-hmm. listen, the most important. Oh, Lord, Allah cut this man off just like that. That's like we said, the you double connection. Use, oh, use logic. Use oh. logic all the time. Because at the end but, of the day, if you use logic... Brother Supi, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. You, 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 were, you were muted. You, yeah, we couldn't hear you for like maybe 10 okay. seconds. All right. What I'm saying is that the most important thing a black man can use is logic. Always use logic. If you, if you, if you don't have knowledge, look at situation logically. First thing you ask... How many members the nation of Islam have? You say, how does the nation of Islam get funding from its members? Approximately how much money the nation of Islam has gained from its members? Millions of dollars. What have they done with the money? Can, may, you, may I ask you a question? Yes. Uh, the nation's main source of revenue was its, it's members. from its members, right. That right. all cult is from its members, not from its businesses. It's from its members. And without knowing, uh, you know, the the annual revenue or whatever, you you deem that the fifteen businesses was not enough for what they were taking in. But yet, you don't know what they were taking in because the fifteen businesses were like storefronts. If you go and back and look at pictures of the fifteen businesses, they're like storefront businesses that exist today. If you look at the farm. The farm was never run at a profit. And they will tell you that. Read, if you read the paper and look at what they produce, they're producing peanuts to try all other things at that farm. If you go back and look at pictures of the farm and the trucks that are broken down and the one truck that they have, they have pictures of the farm now because they still currently have a farm. They still currently have land. If you know business, just as though if, or if you know money, somebody don't have to tell you that they have money. You can't just look at that person and just evaluate the word off the bat. If you look at the nation of Islam, you know that they bring in millions of dollars from the members. The members are cult-like. The minister can make a proclamation and all the mem- most members fall in line. The nation of Islam have always been giving money to the organization. The members have always have given money to the organization of which you are a part of. It's two peace. And- the nation did not invent this American ideology of the good here and the this and that, man. But they I mean, disseminated it. it. They disseminated it. They disseminated it. The, look at it. You know that if you look at the nation, the nation is like the cotton club. Let me explain what I mean by the cotton club. Apart from that guy who got dismissed out of the nation, the one that, um, Senator Love. What is his name? Who was in the nation? This dark skinned guy. 
Since Lord, Farrakhan has been Dr. Khalid Muhammad. Dr. Khalid Muhammad. Yes. Yes. Apart from him, when you look at prominent members of the nation, they have shaka complexion or lighter. I dare shaka to deny that. That the prominent members of the nation now, the one that they're putting out on the one that Farrakhan is sending out, is the so-called good hair, light-skinned African. Am I lying, Shaka? Well, that, that's sensitive, you know, so I, I don't no, know. No, 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 don't, 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 sensitive don't have nothing to do with it. Am I lying? Yes or no? That is my statement, not yours. But the, the, the nation, the nation of Islam is a light-skinned brother. But this is not a new thing. You have French Creole in Jamaica, man. Come on. But you it's, know, if I, if, 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 I can, if I can, if I can, James, uh, James Modest, um, it's not just a, an issue of good hair. Uh, I, maybe you haven't seen the video of Khan, and I have it in the description of my videos. It's called Shabazz Malediction. Uh, Farrakhan said that because we rebelled against God, we were mocked and disfigured. And it's not just the hair, you know, it's the features. It's skin. Yeah, the, the, it's the, the, skin. the, the broad it's nose and the thick nose. lips. And he, and he says at one point that, you know, uh, the, the essence of beauty lies in obedience and the essence, the essence of ugliness lies in disobedience. So he's basically saying that our physical appearance or phenotype is the essence of ugliness because we rebelled against God. And not only Farrakhan thought that, but Elijah Muhammad thought that. You know, now he did, Elijah Muhammad didn't teach that in the same terms that Farrakhan used, but he did teach that. And as a matter of fact, uh, some Nation of Islam members are trying to defend themselves by um, saying that uh, Malcolm X said the same thing. And Malcolm X indeed uh, thought similar things when he was a member of the Nation of Islam, but once again, he did not use the same uh, terminologies that Farrakhan used. So it is, it is their teaching, it's not just the, the hair, it's just the whole overall phenotype. It's uh, ahead, some of the, their, uh, their, 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 their ideology, and, uh, and that's not what I'm defending, of course. And I, I'm only defending uh, something, whatever is good out of it. And Stupi's contention is that there's, there's not nothing good out of it because you cannot identify. You are defending something that you cannot identify. I am telling you that the NOI has never presented anything that is beneficial to the entire Black community. The NOI has always been beneficial to the NOI themselves. But the NOI, even in some circles, instilled some fear in some of the, um, uh, I would say, the silent majority in this country. The white people? Yeah, specific white people. Not, not all white people, specific white people, right? Well, and yes, yes. that is a good they might have done some good things, but we, since we're talking about economy, one of the one of the uh, uh, testimony of their economic models failing, some people argue after the passing of Elijah Muhammad in 1975, even though Dr. Wesley Muhammad said that you know he, he didn't die, but anyway, well, he didn't die that day anyway, that day. But uh, the fact that they allied themselves with the Church of Scientology is an evidence that economically uh, it is falling apart. You know, so at one point, indeed, you know, you said that uh, Elijah Muhammad owned a plane and they had several businesses. But over the years, all of that has been uh, reduced and they ended up, you know, you know, aligning themselves with the Church of Scientology. And that's official because if we have to kind of take saying that the top ranking uh, people have to be cleared. And we know that being clear is the 
church in Scientologists, uh, you know, and that was a Mohammedism type say that he supports the effort of Dianetics. I see. Well, I don't have, uh, I don't have any uh, ammunition for this fight, uh, Stupies. I can't say that I could, uh, I could win this argument, but uh, you cannot win it because it's an unwinnable argument. People come to you and they would say that the NOI has been beneficial to black people. And if you're using the NOI, I will put it to you that the early church, the early Baptist church in America has done more for black people. Martin Luther King has done more for black people than anybody else. That's why the church still have favors for black grandmothers. Because in the past, black people could have gone to the church and the church would help the children to go to school. I'm not talking about the modern black church, you know. I'm talking about the early black church. Mm -hmm. I know who you're and talking about, you see. And I could make the argument, just like the NOI, there is a, there's a dark side uh, to the church leaders capitulating and affecting all of us, even from right before the Civil War till all the way through Reconstruction in this country. And I'm saying that's not so long ago. So with all the good that they've done, there is a bunch of uh, places you can cite where- Right, but I, I did not deny that. At no time did I deny that. I am saying, listen carefully what I am saying. I stupid is saying that. The black church has, with all the evils, the black church have done. It wouldn't be a problem if the NOI, if 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 the leader and the minister took fifty percent of the money, you know, sixty percent of the money, but reinvested in the black community. Right? Well, there is not a good building. The, the best building the NOI have. You know, the best building the NOI have is the is is, is the minister's house and the well, synagogue. Right. Apart from that, name another building that they build that is substantial. Well, do name another building apart from the minister's house and the the, 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 the temple. Give me during, another building. During Reconstruction, when contracts were being issued out to build some of the institution, even the ones like HBCUs, you know, um, the capitulation, we should have been keeping those contracts to build. And, and build wealth for our families. But the capitulation of the church leaders led to white racists getting the same contracts that we need to build our stuff to indoctrinate us into Christianity. It's, a, it's amazing that we would not see, you know, all of these things, but we could see the shortcomings when we ourselves get a grassroots. Um, organization not that i'm muslim and and uh you know i'm not saying i defend the uh, you know the ill-gotten gains of, of, of the leaders of that or whatever my point is there is some good to take away in, 19, what in 1975 no hold on when the minister died when 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 when, when, when the minister died in 1975 he died i don't know which day his children I, I, were yes, fighting. Yes, yes, nineteen seventy-five. Yes, his children were fighting over six point three million dollars. Am I lying about that, Chaka? That his children were fighting over six point three million dollars. Right. Well, he had. He, he didn't have any will. He didn't have any will, 
and they were fighting over $6.3 million. Now let's go back to Chicago in 1975 and let's look at the value of $6.3 million. What could $6.3 million buy in Chicago in 1975? A lot. What did he buy with it? Who, who, Nothing. Who, who, Nothing. Who, 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 I don't even know who got the money. I, I really don't know it. That I was just defending. But, the, no, it, well, let's, let's, we don't know who, have, who got the money in the end, but we know that the money was there. $6.3 million was the money that they were disputing and arguing over. One people said that it belonged to the it belonged to the church or the temple or what they want to call it, the mosque. Some were saying that it belonged to the mosque, and some said it was it belonged to him, that it was his personal funds that his children should inherit. $6.3 million in 1975. Most of the storefronts that they own, the businesses that closed down. They didn't even own the, the storefront. They were rented properties. Those mm. properties that something came up and talked about, those 15 properties, they were rented properties. The man had $6.3 million. You have to rent and lease in business. It's not unusual. Not when you have, you have rent and lease when you don't have any money. But when you have $6.3 million, you build and own. And one of the main tenants of the teaching is ownership, building and owning. That's one of the major tenants. They had $6.3 million that we knew of at the time of the death of the minister. And they didn't do shit with it. The minister was lying in bed counting the money. Mm. Mm. But the average, let's say, minimum wage in 1975, look it up. Was it what, $3.50 an hour? If not less, 275, 1975, 275 hour. I never worked before 1975. Okay. Uh, look it up. The cost of the cost of a house in Chicago in 1975. The cost of a house. No, 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 look it up. The it's cost sorry. of a house in 1975 in Chicago, in the suburb. About 50,000? Yeah. About that. About fifty thousand, yeah. and that is that 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 is the closing cost of a brand new house in nineteen sixty-five in Chicago. And in that time, that money could have bought five hundred houses, there are one hundred houses, just one hundred houses. If you buy them, that if you build them yourself, if the nation build them with the members, that money could have almost built two to three hundred houses. Yeah, I know. No, no, no. Stop talking. Did Actually, the minister more. two it, to three hundred houses? It'll be more. They had a lot of uh, three bedroom, um, one and a half bath, and it used to be less than fifty thousand dollars in the mid seventies. Wait, no, no. If so, if you build them, how did the minister build any houses? Oh, I or don't did know. he sit on the six? He did me. not. He did not. I'm not a member. I don't know the nation. No, no, no. But I'm telling you, I'm asking rhetorical questions. You know. He did not. So when they're talking about the black community and move and separate on our own, imagine if the, men, if the minister bought land in Chicago and said, listen, we are building 300 houses here and it's going to be a black community and we're going to put a black supermarket in that area and we're going to put a black pharmacy and we're going to put a black gym and we're going to put a black beauty saloon and we're going to put black barbers, barbershops 
Mm-hmm. I was going to put black mechanical shops. Yeah. I was going to put black floor floor florists. Mm-hmm. I was going to put, imagine how much business is that six point three yeah, million dollars and, 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 and he did nothing. So well, don't make any excuses. Next in America. He did 15 you're, you're failing. You're failing to see what happens next in America because if all of you, what you said came true, and 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 the black family started growing, don't you know that there will be a serious attack? This is what we have to prepare for. What I'm saying is the value James, we take James, out of this is James, the the mobilization James, the organization. James, James bring your chair to the front of the class. James, bring your chair to the front of the class. Let me explain something. Are you ready? Let me explain. Yeah. Bring your chair to the front of the class. In 1972, immigrants from other countries, black immigrants, started migrating to America in masses. These immigrants went to Brooklyn, New York, Miami, Philadelphia. These immigrants over well, time... Uh, stop, stop. Oh. Come to the front of the class. Stop talking. And listen, because you're just, you're just listening to respond. And these immigrants established themselves and build their own communities. There was no attack on them. Stop it with this attack argument. The Nation of Islam was strong enough that and it could have withstood an attack. Red Scott case. You see, you're, you're, you're comparing Dred immigrants. Scott was when? Comparing oh, when was Dred Scott? When was Dred Scott? Dred Scott was 18. When was Dred Scott, James? James, when was Dred Scott? When was Dred Scott? Ain't you know when it was? No, but you brought it up. I'm talking about brought, prior to I 1975. Brought I brought it up for a specific reason, but you're not listening to me. I brought it up because you're bringing up immigrants, and immigrants are treated differently in the United States than African Americans. But you're not going after that. Well, hold, hold, hold on. Now, James, are you trying to say that the immigrants in, like, in the 70s, they, they, they would get a privileged treatment compared to the African Americans? I, I'm not only going to say it, but I lived it. Coming from Trinidad okay. in 1969, okay, um, uh, my, my parents bought a home in Brooklyn for less than $30,000. Now they're passed on now, and we're going to be, we'll be getting rid of that, that family home for, I how can't much, even tell you. you know. How much is selling for now? Two million? How much are how much you guys selling? Four, right? Two million? But it's around, it's in the neighborhood. No, you no. know New York, it's in that neighborhood. Right, because yeah. it's, uh, it's uh, on two lots and unattached, right? So it's about, about three million, right? Right, about three million. The, the, the no, house that's right. That's why you need to shut up. At six point three. Here's the point. That's why you need to shut up and come to the front of the No, no, no. Here's the point. Farrakhan did not give well. You know, I'm addressing Shaka's question. I lived it. My point is, um, coming through John Marshall Junior High School, IS two ten. You know, coming dressed like a Western, dressed like Sidney Portier with the straight leg pants and the pointy tip shoes when everybody got pro kids on and stuff. We had to kick ass just to come home every day. So we got a reputation. Ain't nobody. It was a privilege, brother. So it was, it was, it was coconuts against, uh, against pecans. It was, it was African-Americans against the, um, the, the kind of, um, uh, West Indian culture in central Brooklyn. Right. There's a privilege in that. Uh, well, let me uh, let me put it this way. So w- w- many of my colleagues or my friends in high school, they wanted some of the same things that I wanted. I wanted to pursue um, aviation. And uh, I got the opportunity 
to be selected in the United States Naval Aviation Officer Program through a, a program called NAVIP that they have for African-Americans. But instead of selecting African-Americans, they try to select people who they think is more like them. I've seen it with my own oh, two. Oh, all right, brother. No, so you're basically saying that they chose a majority of non-African-Americans. Is that what you're saying? That's not what I'm saying. Um, all uh, right. So, so if, uh, if, but if, I'm if, saying if, a disproportionate. Because, I'm saying a disproportionate amount for the uh, per capita. Okay, but is, is is it half or is it less than half? Well, put it this way: I, there was three um, black three Caribbean people well, in the class. On. There were three oh, Caribbean right. people. Hold on, hold on. There were three. three blacks in my class, and one was from DC. One was Puerto Rican and one was from Trinidad, myself. So that's the kind of ratio right there. Yeah, so so I guess I guess we cannot, you know, come up with some some uh, uh, accurate figures, you know, if we only have three people in your class and one was taken. But but you know, the thing I wanted to say is that um, Elijah Muhammad passed away in 1975. And before he passed away, uh, he received and it was mentioned in the Muhammad Speaks newspaper, the official paper of the Nation of Islam before it was called the Final Call, um, that $3 million was given to them by Gaddafi uh, as ruler of Libya. Now, some people argue it was not a gift, that he was alone. Uh, um, uh, what is it called again? Um, when you have to pay, um, what is it called again? When you have to pay back, uh, that word escapes me, uh, interest-free loan. Uh, I never heard about the nation of Islam paying back. So back in the 70s, they had $3 million from Gaddafi. And later on, we have uh, Khalid Abdul Muhammad on tape saying that he received $5 million from Gaddafi and that was supposed to go to the NOI as well. So if some people want to question Khalid Muhammad's $5 million, we can stick with the NOI and at $3 million. So how much $3 million was worth in the 70s? Probably a whole lot of money. So. Well, I did a presentation on the panel. The NOI did nothing with the money. Nothing more than make themselves rich. Nothing more than made around elite the people with the it was rich. American they history. did not go to the black community. Just before, not, World War, just before World War II, I did a presentation uh, regarding the Tuskegee Airmen of that era. And uh, again, the, the, the people that were selected in this country were, were, were individuals that, that uh, the white people felt looked like them. 15% of the black airmen were immigrants. 15%. After they did it, I went and looked it up. 15% of them were immigrants. 85 percent, 85% of them was in. And you know the and you know the um percentage of uh, black Americans in the country at the time was less than that, less than 15. No, 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 listen, listen to what I'm saying. You don't understand the numbers. Of all the Tuskegee Airmen, only 15% of them were immigrants. 85% of them was black Americans. Okay. That's so, what I'm saying. So the vast right. majority of Tuskegee Airmen were of ADOS origin. Listen to me carefully because you still don't hear me. Of to all the Tuskegee Airmen, all the black pilots. So if there was a thousand black pilots, only 150 of them were of immigrants. And these immigrants were Caribbean immigrants, Trinidad, Jamaica, right. right? 
so when you're saying that it's not so immigrants took 15% of the spaces and 85% of the spaces were ADOS. Right, so the original argument that you were saying here, here because no, we have to think about Black Wall Street. Because the they, would, they would burn down Muslim towns. At the time they were making of selections, if you see the, the African diaspora in the United States, do you think 15% of the African diaspora in the United States were, were Caribbean? They, no, they might have been overrepresented. I'm not arguing with you that. 5% may have been Caribbean. So we might have been overrepresented in terms of the black persons who were chosen. We're overrepresented now too. I'm saying the numbers didn't change much. Of the, uh, it's James, what, what, what is your point? What are you talking about? You know, these, these, okay. these people yeah, being picked the, in school and being picked in, in, wanna, in the army. What does it have to do with National of Islam receiving we, $3 million we, dollars we, we and not being in much with it? No, we don't want to lose the point. The main point was regarding um, what good that mobilization and organization like the like what the NOI provides, what good has it done? And I was making a point, uh, well, Stu Pease was making a point um, that how the Christians and everything were so, um, you know, organized and so good stop, for- Stop, stop, the stop, 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 that's a lie. That's a lie. You, you see, that's why you need to come to the front of the class. You know? I'm the substitute teacher. Come to the front of the class. Let me tell you what I was saying. I, was I said, stop. I said, you're not a good listener, James. I said that the nation of Islam has done nothing. You said, what has the Catholic Church done? I said the Catholic Church has done more for Black people than the nation of Islam. That's what I said. I did not say anything about the Christians being good. I've always said Christianity had a role to play in the emancipation of our people. But I have never said that Christianity your point, was only you know, To your point, one of the Nation of Islam members, Malcolm X, made the point, if this man stabs you in the back and pulls the knife halfway out, that's what your analogy is with the, the Catholic Church. The doctrine of discovery enslaved us, and you come now in 2022. James, James, they, the doctrine of discovery did not Catholic Church has done James, more. James, James, you have been in this, James, you have been in this community too long to be misrepresented what it is saying. You have been in pseudo killers too long, James. You are accurate? not a good listener. You are not a good listener, James. You Nobody has ever it, said that. Nobody has ever said that. You, said you are no, making that shit up. This never exists before the doctor, the, the, the doctrine of discovery. When the Portuguese was very no, James, 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 answer this question. This never exists before the doctrine of discovery. This slavery exists before the doctrine of discovery, James. That's the question I'm asking you. The answer is yes. So how was the doctrine of discovery responsible for slavery then, James? Well, okay, then I'll, uh, then I'll answer it with a question. Did slavery exist in the new world before the doctrine of discovery? Was the new world discovered before the doctrine of discovery, James? Was no. the new world discovered before the... When was the doctrine of discovery, James? Same year. The people hmm? both, uh, that authorized it is, is probably what sent Columbus out. Mm -hmm. The, that's, did Columbus know about the New World before he 
He's he's sealed. Why are you asking me what Columbus? No, knew? because no, because I'm asking no because you make you're making statements, James. James, think logically, James. If step one happened, you said the doctrine of discovery was responsible for Columbus sealing. No, if no, I didn't say if, I, I, that's I, I, what you just I, I, said. He said he was responsible for slavery, I think. Yes, that's what he said. You realize that he's all over the place. James, let your thoughts one follow one. Everything you're doing, from today onwards, I'm going to teach you how to think. No, think no, as no. if you're landing a plane. I, I believe it's it. Certain, no, I no, James. Think like when you're landing a plane. Come on. Whenever no, no, you're no. going to... No, no, no. Oh, I'm not going to make you speak. No, Anytime no, you're going to talk from now on, think like you're going to land the plane. Remember, when you land the plane, you have a certain checklist. Check, check, checklist. And each procedure follow the next procedure. Those Do not now. put Come the on. wheels down before you adjust the flaps, James. You're adjusting the flaps before you put... You're just you're putting the wheels down before you adjust the flaps, James. You're going to have a catastrophic situation. Follow that's all you're supposed to think. Like you're, you're landing a walking, no, Go you ahead, James. Go ahead, James. Catholic Church. No, no. Go ahead, James. Say what you're saying. No, I'm. I, are you walking back what you said? I my contention is uh, a a, a counter narrative to what you clearly said. You said that the Catholic Church um, is so good for Black people, right? I'm paraphrasing. I don't want to... Uh, my point I is... I did not Catholic, say that, James, but you, continue. You, continue. Can, you, are you Are you saying the Catholic Church did not enslave us? All right, can I answer now? James, this is what I said, James. Listen carefully. I'm going to repeat it. The question was brought up, what did the NOI do for Black people? And I said, the NOI has done nothing for Black people. Right. You said the Catholic Church is no it's, different than the NOI. I said, oh, I said, right, no different. Who was the one who brought up the Catholic Church, James? Not yes. I, you did. Right, I and did. then I said, the Catholic Church has done more for Black people than the NOI, full stop. If you want to do it like a fat girl, period. <laughs> right? The Catholic, that's what I said. Catholic Plenty Church has done black people, period. And that is where I start my statement. I did not go into the, the massacres what the Catholic Church probably signed off on. Okay. And I said now, that you, they have done is, more. Is right? that, That's period. Is that the last contention? <laughs> okay. Because I'm going to chop that up. Is that your last contention? Right? Because what I said as a counter-narrative it, that the very institution that enslaved us, I even gave uh, the final straws, I gave the analogy that Malcolm X gave regarding the knife in the back and pulling out halfway, right? And uh, my contention that the Catholic Church through the doctrine of discovery was responsible for enslaving us in the new world is an accurate statement. And James, I'm going to teach you history now. You ready? This is common history. And and Sha and Shabar Shaka is going to is going to second it with me. Slavery in the Americas. And when we're talking about the Americas, we're not going to talk about the Portuguese in Brazil. We're going to talk about the Caribbean. We're going to talk about Canada. We're going to talk about the United States. 
right? Slavery in America is a direct result. Listen, 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 listen. The majority of slaves that came to America came under British rule. Listen carefully. No, no, came under British rule. Under British rule. 90% of slaves that came to the America came under British rule. I will go as far as the 95% came under British rule. The British were not Catholics. Remember that. The British were not Catholic. The British were always in turmoil and conflict with the other European nations because the British put aside Catholicism. They weren't Catholics. What were the British, James? Let me see if you know history. Anglican. What were the British? The British Anglican. were Anglicans. So the slavery and the papal papers has nothing to do with but the before British. you dig this hole, man, let me stop you. I mean, I can't stand to see you dig this hole so deep. Now, you're wrong, okay? Um, first, you can unwrong it by saying, what are you saying is America? All right? What is America? Hmm? I am saying America, before mm -hmm. the colonies, the original 13 states, Okay, so you're talking about original the states. 13 states. Okay, stop, listen stop. carefully. You're the not original thirteen. You oh. not being clear. You know how your boy Jabari. You're not being clear. Okay, listen. America is includes. It entails North, South, and Central. Central, of course, being where you and I are from. The Caribbean is considered Central America. All right. So now for you to say the British bought most of the slaves to America is categorically wrong. Who brought okay. them, James? Who brought the slaves to America, James? Who brought most of the slaves to America? Excluded, you excluded them in the first place. No, That's no, no, no. Who brought the, most of the slaves to America? Which was the, the Portuguese, Portuguese. And the of Portuguese fact, brought slaves to Brazil. British, are, you, are you Brazilian? Are you Brazilian, James? And I'm, I'm Trinidadian. I'm right off the coast. You're Trinidadian. I'm right off the coast right. of Venezuela. Before Trinidad, before Trinidad get, get independence, it was a colony of what, James? Where oh, was oh, Trinidad oh. a colony of? Okay, then, then uh, you no, tell no, no. me. Answer the question. And, and what was Where the colony? Did, 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 Who was the did, first did, colony? Did, did, did Trinidad, the first or the last? No. Did no, no, Trinidad no, no. fly the, the Union back, James? You James and Trinidad, Trinidad was, James. was colonized by the French, the, Briti the uh, British, and the Spanish. Which one are you talking about? Who was the last colonizer? So now you're going to talk about the last. No, no. During sugarcane, when sugarcane was at its highest in Trinidad. Listen. Who controlled? No, no. When the, sugar was the highest the, and it required the, slaves, who controlled? The wrong question. No, no. Listen. I'm asking the right question. Let me try when to show sugar you. was king, are you familiar who controlled Listen. Trinidad? Are you familiar? Let's we'll get to the economics. Are you familiar with the West African squadron? You see, now Shaka, um, are you? He, I think he's from London, right? He may be more familiar with the West Africa. Do you know when the British decided and why they decided to end slavery? Hmm? I, I don't know. I'm not from England. I lived in England, but I'm in France. I'm of Haitian descent, but 
Brother, if you don't mind, I just wanted to greet you all because I'm going to have to okay. get ready for later, work. Later, later. But, yes. but, 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 yeah, but, but just, just before I leave, I want to say that, you know, before the uh, transatlantic slave trade, you know, uh, there was the Arab uh, uh, Muslim or sub-Saharan slave trade. So uh, whoever wants to argue that, you know, the, the Catholics, you know, uh, uh, you know the, the role of the Catholics, um, which is a reality when it comes to the slave trade, you know, they, they picked up only after the Muslims. You know, if, you, if it wasn't for the, the Muslim slave trade, they, they might not have been a, uh, a transatlantic slave trade. But, you know, thanks a lot, brothers. You know, good build and uh, stay safe. All right. All right, Chaka. Be cool, man. All right. All right. Thank you. Well, Stupis is down to the wire now. Now is where the rubber meets the runway. Okay. Now, you follow where I'm going with this yet? Yeah, I'm listening. Go ahead. Well, Stupis. The look it up because by now you should have found the the West African squadron, the 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 set of ships, many that the British had now to raid the slave ships that's going down to uh you know into the Americas, right? Because it was no longer feasible for everybody to get wealthy off of um off of the slaves, and now they're going to even the playing field, okay? So when you asked me about who was who was cutting cane in Trinidad and who and who is getting all that molasses and who's making this rum and who's uh, I could tell you all of that, but that's not the point. The point is there were and they're all members of NATO. There were certain European countries that was involved with the slave trade, but we are talking about the inception to when it ended and who's got the bulk of it. And my friend, it, it, the, 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 the East India Company and the West India Company, all of that stuff, they're, they're big in it. I can't tell you who is bigger, okay? But I can tell you that it was the doctrine of discovery that set it off because they are most um, related to the uh, 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 Arabs that uh, Shaka just mentioned um, and and it cannot be refuted. But if you have data and if you have information, I'm, I'll be glad to listen. Okay, can I speak now? Because I have I have something in the room that dude was saying that the Arabs were responsible for the, um, the Portuguese slave trade. As if the Portuguese wasn't slave as long before they encountered the Arabs. Scripture ripture, that dumb fuck, that dumbest fuck in the world. <laughs> All right, James, let me, explain. let me explain my point of view to you. And this is my point of view. And this is, we're following it logically. Mm -hmm. The biggest enslaver, as a, apart from the Portuguese, who went to Brazil. When we're talking about, when we're talking about slavery, and we're talking about us in North America and the Caribbean, we're talking about the slaves who came in this region of the world, not further south down in Brazil, right? Prior to the discovery of the cotton gin, American slave trade was not in high numbers. Slavery in America was not in high numbers before the cotton gin. The cotton gin made it lucrative to plant cotton. Right. Right, and as a result of that, it resulted in an explosion of the numbers of slaves by the British. 
by the by British. the British. Now the and British the, no, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. By the British. Right. The British was already in the Caribbean. No, they the Caribbean. Come down. No, 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 listen, listen. Let me, let, me, let me finish. Please, please, please. The British were in the Caribbean because the lands in the Caribbean were good at planting sugar cane. Oh and sugar cane was labor. Because you know so the Spanish in the Caribbean before the British. You know that, huh? right? You the must Spanish, but the Spanish weren't planting sugar cane. What? The, uh, go back and look. The Spanish were mostly cattle rear. No, in Santo Domingo and in Puerto Prince, uh, uh, the um in, in, in Hispaniola, the Spanish crop was was sugar. It was after the British established that sugar was king, the Spanish went into sugar. The British was the first who went into sugar, and the Spanish followed them into sugar. Listen carefully, you can read it up. If you don't believe me, the British was in sugar. The Spanish saw the amount of money that was being made in sugar. By that time, the Spanish had lost. Listen, listen, listen. Let, let me finish. Let me finish. By that time, I'm not gonna. That's not where my war is. Okay. No, no. Let, let me finish talking. Let please let me finish talking because you're cutting me. Prior to that, most of the lands in the Caribbean were Spanish lands. Most of the countries that were occupied were occupied by the Spanish. The British came, and the only place that there was left was Haiti or Santo Domingo, that part of Haiti that was divided between the Spanish and the French, and Cuba. The British kicked the Spanish out of most of the other islands in the Caribbean. The Spanish occupied all the islands in the Caribbean at one time. But that's time. only the, after they, they, abolished, they abolished slavery. Did, when, did, when, did, when did the British kick the Spanish out of, out of Trinidad? Before or after slavery? When did the British kick the Spanish out of Trinidad? Before or after slavery? It was before slavery. The British kicked the Spanish out of most of the islands prior to before the end of slavery. They used those islands to produce sugar cane. Sugar was realized that as, as a very lucrative crop, the Spanish went into sugar. Most slaves came to the Caribbean first. Because in America, they were mostly planting tobacco at that time with a little bit of cotton. Cotton was not lucrative until the invention of the cotton gin. When cotton, the cotton gin came about, it said yes. Then afterwards, a massive amount of slaves were imported in the US for the purpose of production of cotton. Then the United States closed off the importation of new slaves from Africa and started having slave farms. The millions of slaves that resulted came from about 300,000 slaves mm. as a result of slave farms in the United States. The British was responsible for the mass amount of slavery in this part of the Americas. Prior to the British, you had slaves, but not in that large number. So when people talk about the PayPal papers, I, I'm, I'm bringing it back to what you said originally. The British didn't give a fuck about any PayPal decree because they weren't Catholic. No, you, you listen. You need, no, no, stop, stop. You need to understand that if the British was responsible for the majority of slaves in this part of the new world and they weren't Catholic, they didn't give a fuck about the PayPal. So you need to stop using that. 
Now you got your times all mixed up, man. You you got your time. wasn't king before the cotton gin, Donna. You, you, look you, at you, it. Go you, back and look at it, Donna. And and the slaves sugar was king before the, cotton. It's, it's and the, the only place in America that sugar can go is Florida. And at that time, Florida was not taken over yet. It, Florida was taken over by which president went to Florida and kicked the Seminolese, the Indian you, asses. In the 1800s, you're coming up way over to Andrew Jackson now. You, no, you no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to somebody else. Cotton was king in America after the invention of the cotton gin. Before the invention of the cotton gin, cotton wasn't lucrative. We're not arguing the same point anymore. We're not arguing the same point anymore. No, no, no. I'm not talking. It's not you're talking to Jim. I'm talking to somebody else. Okay. On in the chat, who said cotton was king before the sugar? Um, cotton was king before the cotton gin. The cotton gin is right. responsible. For... He could what be right. But why? What would be the necessity for the cotton gin? They used what, to wait, produce. Wait By the way, what do you think the leading crop in the U.S. is right now? I don't think it's cotton. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's something down in California. California is the biggest farming place in America. I don't know that. I'm not afraid to say what I don't know. I'm not following that. But again, my thing is that the English didn't give a fuck about the papal decree. The English at the time was the I, strongest I, navy and they took what they I wanted. I already told you what religion they were. Um, we're not even talking. We're not even discussing you know, how they came here as settlers and next thing is private property. That, that's a, This is not my argument. The, what is the, the argument, the Anglican, the Anglican is not my argument. My argument was that the Catholics were enslaving before Anglicans. And Anglicans or, or the Protestant that separated from the Anglicans that came through Plymouth Rock, they didn't come with slaves. All right. Those British people, they didn't come with slaves. And the Spanish and Portuguese were slaving all through the Caribbean at the same time. Okay. Even before. All right, listen, listen, listen. How was the Protestant, James? Think logically, James. Were they slaves in England? Were they slaves in England? Yes, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Was England and France slave land? Let yes. me explain what I mean by slave land. Yes. Oh, God. There were certain lands in the world. When, when the president with the, who had the children with the black girl, what's his name? Andrew Jackson? No, not Andrew Jackson. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, the old general. When he went to France, was in like a sleep with his daughter. And his daughter had this young black girl accompanied him. When she went to France, the instant she set foot in France, she could have asked for her freedom. She was a free girl in France. In England, the same rules apply. There are certain lands that when they went to England, a black person in England, they, if they run out from the master, they could claim the freedom. Because they did not encourage slavery in those lands. They were slavers, but they didn't want any slavery in the homeland. When the Protestants leave England, how will they have come to Plymouth Rock with slaves if there wasn't any fucking slaves in England, James? 
No, but you saying same time England is such a big slaver? Yes, but it's outside, not in, not not on the home territory. Oh, okay. Not on the home territory. Of course not. I mean, it's it's a tri it's a triangular slave trade. Um, that's right. not the point either. Right, but you said the Protestant did not come from England with any slaves. Where would they get them from in England? Well, well I'm not going to argue. I mean, I'm no, no, no. You made no. I said think you logically. Asked, James. You asked me. You said you said the Protestant. You said the Protestant came from England and they did not carry any slaves. And I'm asking you, does where would they have gotten them from, James? If they didn't have any, why were they, where would they have gotten you? Why would you, then why they, would you have brought up that where argument? Where would they have gotten them from? Then it's why a, would you have brought up that argument, James? The, the slave trade in Liverpool is well known, everything is everything. Because the ships left from Liverpool with goods such as pots and pans and trinkets and guns, and they went to West Africa. It's a triangular trade, everything is everything. So they did not leave from Liverpool. The ships did not leave from Liverpool laden with slaves. They were laden with goods for trade for slaves. And mm -hmm. then they went to Af West Africa. And these goods were, 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 were exchanged for slaves. And then they went to the Americas. So from Liverpool to West Africa is one leg. And then they went to America. And they dropped off these slaves. And they picked up sugar in the Caribbean and cottons in the Americas. And those ships went back to Liverpool with sugar and cotton, and laden with sugar and cotton and rum. Laden. Right? So therefore, slaves did not come from England. Everything is everything. Goods came from England. They went to Africa. Slaves came from Africa. They went to America. Guns for, guns for Queen, the, 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 the woman king, and other leaders. They were trading guns. They were trading everything for slaves. Yeah, there's a there's a big conversation regarding uh, uh, the the economic pots and pans and everything. Little you trinkets. have to understand the slave trade. Little it's trinkets. They were a three-legged little trinkets. All right, and that's something that we got to face one of these good days. But um, uh, you know, not, it is already faced because some people said. Africans were slavers, where they want to be male or female, that certain tribes were slave slavers, and certain people said no, there was they they, they they the action was a result of the situation. So that argument has already been discussed. Unc has discussed it, and Sheffrin has discussed it, and concrete core. James, you need to sit in the front of the class and hold me That was already discussed. That's not my point. You're not listening to me. You're making your own points with the chat. Right. What's the point you're making? I can understand that. Um, here, here's, a, here's a good graduation to this uh, thing. From the front of the class, let's, uh, why do you think that the previous um, British colonies are doing better economically than the Spanish colonies, Spanish and Portuguese, in the uh, 21st century. Uh, let's look at British colonies now, James. Let, let, let's, let, let's look at what's happening. The British colonies, and not all British colonies are doing better than Spanish colonies.
Because let's let's let let let's, let's look at all the British colonies that existed. No, the US, from, was a, the US was a was a was a English colony, and Canada was an English colony. Right, and you know what was a Spanish colony? Mexico was a Spanish colony. Okay, so do you think the economy of Canada and the US is doing better than Mexico? Yes, James, you cannot right. look at it like okay, that. Okay, so then, then all you have to do is agree with me on that point. All right, is the economy of Jamaica doing better than Mexico? Jamaica was a business. Was a you trying to talk about no, 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 no. You said you, the, no, no, the original <laughs> statement you made, James, James. Let's go back. The original statement you made is that British colonies are doing better than Spanish colonies. So you mentioned America and Canada. They are doing very well. But other British colony, is Zimbabwe doing better than Mexico? James? Zimbabwe was a British colony. Let's name all the British colonies, James. Are they no, doing no, better but, than no, that's so what you do. Put all the James. British colonies. No, no, no. That's what you, in order to get my point, Put all the British colony together and put all the Spanish colony together and tell me who's and doing better. Only two British colony is doing better than everybody else. And it's America and Canada, James. And what you must take into consideration is this. America and Canada, production levels were high. And afterwards, when they had, they had two significant wars. They had the war for independence. And after the war for independence, America was in a ton load of debt. You, know, you see how you I jump mean, around time? No, no. You because you're saying, you're saying they're doing better. And I'm going to tell you why they're doing better. No, no. Let me tell you why. The British have valued the Caribbean colonies more. Don't give me that. Come on, man. The British did not value the Caribbean colonies more. The British valued America more than anything else. They couldn't have but America British, in 1976. 1776, <laughs> out of America by the Americans. Prior to them being kicked out of the Americans, the Americans were colonies of the British government. The Americans were British. That's right. Prior to them being kicked out, you had Union Jack all over America. And in time, the, the Jamaica was a more lucrative colony than, let's say, Virginia. Because they had a single crop growing in America, in Jamaica at the time. They had a single crop. What was the single crop they had growing in Jamaica at the time? I'm not Jamaican. I only like the things from the Northern Mountain. No, no. What was the single, what was the single crop they had growing? No, ask me. I don't know Jamaica. I ain't Jamaica. Sugar cane. Sugar cane. The same crop they had going in Trinidad. The same crop they had going in Trinidad. We was cutting cane. You know that. We was cutting cane. Then that is what I'm saying to you, James. James, think logically, James. Follow it step by step by step. No, James. so then don't say, don't say that they were valuing. If we're talking about a specific time, don't try to make my statement wrong. My statement is correct. You can't show where it's wrong. You're beating around the bush trying to show where it's no, wrong. No, James, you James, you said British colonies are richer than Spanish colonies. That's what I'm saying. And I'm saying to you that 
how many colonies the British have. And now all and the, the question is, if you look at all the British colonies, how many of them are successful? And I'm saying that question would be pettifogging. It would be a dig digression. No, no, no. You said, James, based on your question, James, James, you said all, A-L-L, -L, you said all British colonies are better than Spanish colonies. Is that not your question? I, I, no, I even put a timestamp on it. I no, said, no, no. James, what was your question, James? Oh, Ask your question again, James. I listened to me carefully so you can reiterate so I could reiterate so you'll catch it. I said that British colonies are more lucrative, are more, more um, yeah, uh, economically uh, lucrative than the Spanish colonies in the 21st century. I stipulated. Okay. All right. Okay, pause. Stop there, James. So we're in the 21st century now. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to look at all the British colonies. We're going to look at all the British colonies worldwide. Because what happened to you, James, is that, yes, thank you, thank you, Pure Black. I did not remember Australia. You are right. So I can include Canada, America, and Australia, mm -hmm. and New Zealand. If you want to say New Zealand. Sure. Kenya was what? good for them too. Oh God. But uh, we're here. We are right here. But why are you denying it though? Why are you denying? Because you're gonna you wanna pick, you wanna put, you wanna put Cuba against um, you know, uh Saint 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 John's. Well, I, I don't, that doesn't make any sense. My point is in this, uh, in this institution of the slave trade, there were colonies established for that purpose. And in time, these colonies have grown into independent nations and they have economy and GDPs and it has all of this. And I'm saying, there's a reason why the British colonies are worth more, let's say, in terms of uh, economic value than the Spanish colonies. And you're doubting it for some reason. And that's Gary, Gary India is a developing economy. It's on the verge of becoming developed, but it has, still has the GDP and the disparity in wealth is significantly vast. So you have very rich Indians, but at the same time, the majority of the people fall below the poverty line. That's why I did not mention them as part of the successful nation. No, you don't want to mention them. I no, would have I'm talking about Gary Hart. And, you and I, listen, 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 listen. I'm talking to Gary Hart, and I, I have moved on from that conversation because you do not want to accept the fact that at one time, at one time, Britain had the most colonies in the world. Britain I is a never the you no. never even brought that up as a you never even no, brought no. Up I, I, no, I started to and you, you didn't allow me to finish because what I was saying to you, James, is that you are not taking all the colonies that the British had under consideration. You just said British colonies are doing better than Spanish colonies. And I'm saying to you, apart from a few British colonies, most of them is not doing better than Spanish colonies. That's what I am saying. Right at one point, British Britain had the most colonies, 
And out of them, four of them is doing really well. And they have to be the white countries. So are you saying to me, James, that white countries are better than everybody else? Is no. that what you're trying to say? Um, no, no because it sounds that no, way. Not even my, that's not my argument. A, a better question would have been, is Jamaica more economically viable than Cuba? No, it's not. Now, it's right next to each other. How do you explain that? You see? So don't doubt them, yeah. I'm on. Well, I don't listen, know what you guys, listen, man. But listen, what I listen, come to do is listen, I come to break listen, the cycle listen. of pseudo. See there, see there, you know, James, you're the biggest pseudo, I know, James. James, <laughs> you are the biggest pseudo. No. I, I love James, James. I love you like a brother. I'm not disrespecting you. Likewise, I've tried, I've never tried to disrespect you. I love you like a brother. But let's be honest, James. You have changed the argument. You have twisted the argument. Now you're comparing Jamaica to Cuba. <laughs> you and Jamaica and Mexico. Now I can't go Jamaica, Cuba. Right? You're comparing Jamaica. Right across the, you went right across the, the damn uh, Caribbean. And I couldn't go right next door. No, no, no. I asked you earlier. You said British colonies are doing better than Spanish colonies. Yes, I, I said to you, I said to you, say, are all the British colonies doing better than Spanish colonies? Can I ask you that question? Are all the British colonies doing better than Spanish colonies, James? I said it's penny fogging, and I just prove it with no, 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 no. Answer that question. No, no. Is a yes or no question? Are all the British colonies doing better than Spanish colonies, James? That's not my point. It, no, no, no. Please no, answer that question, James. No. no. Huh? Yes. That means... That's what's the answer, James? What's the answer, James? The answer is no. That means that the, the question you asked wasn't a logical question, James. It was. That's what I'm trying to put to you. I didn't, no, it wasn't, I didn't pose a question. I made a statement. Then the statement, it wasn't a logical statement, James. It, it had logical. too many... It had too many fallacies, James. James, no, it isn't. I tell you, anytime you open your mouth now, James, put no, all your arguments in a row like you're landing an airplane. No, logically, now it's no, contradictory. No. Put all your arguments in a row and think about landing an airplane, James. If the flaps are not supposed to go up yet, don't use that it's argument. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't even know what the flaps do. So you can't well, but, but, Arguments. You want to bet, James? James, you want to bet? You want okay. to bet a thousand dollars that I know what the flaps do? Please no, tell no. me what does the flap? No, no. You want to bet ten? You want to bet ten thousand dollars that I know what the flaps do? You want, uh, listen. Uh, no, let no, me bet Corey first because I could pay no. you with Corey money. James, you want to bet a thousand dollars? No, you're looking what it up right now. Does? You're looking it no, up right no, now. No. You're looking just looking answer up. the question and forget no, about the money. Don't no, worry about looking. my money. You're too close to retirement to bet. I don't no, no, bet. No. All right, all right. Let's, 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 let's make it easier, James. Eh? Let's make it easier. Uh, keep typing and find what flaps do. You want you to bet $500. You can't answer the question. Just no, no. don't forget no, no. it. I want, I want to, you want to bet $500, James. That I don't know, talk that I know to me about do. flaps if you don't even know what they do. I'm giving you the goods as it is, as it is in the new world. The new world that you are from, you are from uh, this world. James, when you when you James, when you immigrate, uh, James, when, when James, you immigrate uh, as a grown man James, or a child. James, all right, James. Let me let, let, let me say something. Tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, let me answer a question. Let me just answer a question. Tell me if I'm wrong. Based on the shape of the airplane wings, 
the airplane wing based on the ship, it allows air to travel faster along one surface of the wing than the other surface of the wing. Right? No, 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 you increase the length of the wing and it allows for greater lift. Am I wrong or am I right? Uh, you're wrong in your nomenclature. You're wrong. <laughs> oh, explain it, though. Explain it. Explain Because explain the fl flaps, flaps are extended and retracted. No, no I said it increases the size of the wing. And you use, use the word extended. It, no, no, no. It, 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 well, let's be specific. It increases I'm the surface area. I'm using the layman area. term. It I'm using the layman term. It increases the surface area. Right. The size of the wings, that's what I said. Causing the a greater the... camber. Right. And, and allow for grip and allow for lift. Right. No, but you're not, you're, you're just allowing for lift and you're not going through the dynamic reaction, you see. And, <laughs> you know, I, I can't go and I James, can't, I James, cannot James, teach you, baby. I'm a professional. James, I, I love you like a brother, James. But you, you need to, you need to be honest, James. I know what the flaps does. I know what the flaps. Oh, does, you probably probably find out by now. That's you. You know what <laughs> no, the flaps no, no, does. No. It's still I know what the flaps does. You still haven't explained what it does. Just because it increased the surface area and increased and, and more for, lift, it also. It also increases more drag. You're not complete with what you're saying. You're not complete. It you're also not the word, what the flaps do. The word, the word also. The word also means along with, right? Also can be substituted with the word along with. So no, but it does, you're not speaking to what it what does. Else it does? You're not, you're what, not is, what else it does? It, the, the main thing that it does, you don't know. You just, right, tell, me the, you just, tell me the main thing that it does. No, that will be teaching you aviation. I'm not going to no, no, teach no. you. No, no, no. no, Tell I'm me what's the main thing that the flaps do. No, no. Tell me what the flaps do. What's the main thing the flaps does, James? The main thing. You listen, the same way. You could probably Google it. You could probably No, no, no. James, 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 no. James, tell me the main know, thing the flaps do. Since I was unable to say. Since I was unable to say that. People pay for that question. It increases if size. I tell you, how much said, people pay for the answer to that question? I said to you, it increases the size of the wing. You said it increases the surface area. Tomato, tomato. Mm -hmm. Tomato, tomato. I said yeah. increase size. You said increase surface area. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Isn't that but see, I, you know, it's, it's almost like the adage, you know, uh, the, the whole is tomato. greater than some of the parts. But, James, you still, uh, what has the flaps done, James? What the flaps do? Flaps does something specific, and what you are saying that it does James. is what it does mechanically. James, James. So you're saying that I, you said what I'm saying that it does it does mechanically. What does it do, James? I, I, I'm I'm professionally um, prevented from ask answering that kind of questions on this channel. 
Hmm? The Irvin, Irvin, what does the flag? No, no, I don't, I don't owe on open air. Owe me what does because the flag do? What the flag well, I'm telling you, there's the more to learn than that. Doing. You don't That's think you know aviation. Don't think you know aviation because you know this flap increases the surface area of the wing. That's if all. I had indigenous black man, if I had the link, I'd drop it in. The, I'd drop it in because I really would love to talk to you. Because two seconds after you start talking, you see where you're going. No, it's not 10,000 Jamaican currency. Because... You know the man, sir? So the uh, Irving, you said it does not increase the size of the wing? The flaps don't I, increase I, the size I said, of the wing? I said, although it increases the size of the wing, that, does, that doesn't answer the question. That's not what the flap does. Right. Right. Let, let me go on Google and answer what the flaps does. Because I was looking. Let's see. What does the flop on the airplane does? I am prefer. I am preferring when, by professional no, no. ethics. When when the airplane is taking off, the flaps help to produce more lift. Conversely, flaps allow for a steep but controllable angle during landing. That's it right there. So you were still focused on takeoff. You were still focused on takeoff of and more lift. Can help to shorten the amount of runway length. There you I, I can tell you, there it is. That's what the flaps do. When the, the first thing I said, flames. The, the first thing I said, James. I need to call you flames now because you're burning up. Mm -mm, you burning up. You already, you ashes right now. <laughs> flames. The first thing I said, the first thing I said to you is that all the wings of an airplane work is that on one surface, the air move faster, and on the other surface, the air moves slower. That's this right. movement of air allows for lift. And I when said, you right? increase the flap, you increase the surface area. That was your word, surface area. My word was size. So because the wings now become bigger, you generate more lift. When you are landing, you're going to reduce- now Hold up one flaps. second. Do you know that there are more than one type of flaps? I mean, you think it only gets bigger, and that's why I'm telling you uh, the words I'm using are more accurate than what the flap. No. Uh, okay, Monga, a Monga, slotted flap. A slotted flap. James asked me A split flap. Does the wing I, get bigger? And I said, James, I would never disrespect. Um, I'm sorry. trying to tell you. No, no, no. no. This, this dude on the, I'm talking to this dude on the summit. I would never, ever disrespect flames. James the Flames on how to fly an airplane. I would never go that. He asked, he said, I do not know what the flaps does. I, I don't know everything, right? I don't know everything. I know, I know the areas. We were here talking when somebody put up the, 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 the meter on the, the thing. And I was telling, and that day I was saying to James that your picture and roll. I went, I started learning how to fly a Cessna and I couldn't bother. The plane was too small. I was fearful. It's a little plane. So I, I, the first, I went for two lessons and I said, fuck this bullshit. I'm not dying in this little thing. That's, so I did basic flying classes. I had the books. That was years ago. Right? So therefore, when James said, I don't know what flaps does, I laughed. Because it was everybody, James started out on a Cessna. 
He'll tell you that. What are you starting out on, James? Cessna, 172. Right. Everybody start out on a Cessna. Just because it's, it's, it's one of the cheapest planes to get into. If you have 50,000, you can get a good use Cessna. For about 50,000. Right, James? Absolutely. A good use Cessna. Yeah, for that mind, that's a very good, uh, nice family airplane. Nice I don't family. like them. They're small. It's, it, and it's almost shoulder to shoulder. I would never disrespect James. But James wants to get very technical with everything. See, Stonic, Stonic, Stonic probably will been into a Cessna. That's the most frightening plane to fly to me. It's fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it fun is. for some people, but I don't like them. They're small. Now I learned about that at 17 years old, years ago, in the 70s. Right. And it's still the most popular plane now to teach people how to fly. Yes, it is. I am not, I, everything is everything. I'm not arguing with James about piloting stuff. We were arguing about the flaps, not piloting stuff. I would never argue with James on what, what runway to take, how to map out an airport, how to map a flight plan. Because most people think that piloting a plane is about jumping around the plane and pushing a two button and taking off, like you're driving an old Chevy. It involves far more than that. So I never argue with James on that. That would be that, that would be redundant of me. I would never question James on his ability to fly a plane. All I was saying that James did not, James said I did not know what the flat. I didn't go into great detail because he never bet me the $10,000 or the $500. If he bet me the $500, I would have gone into a recitation. You say that I'll be quoting Shakespeare for the $500. When you got that last point, when you got that point, when it steepens the angle without increasing the speed, that's what the flaps do. That's really what it's do. It's all about coming down for that landing. And you going know? up. Well, not, not every plane um, uses the trailing edge flaps. There are leading edge flaps too, you know? So when you're Ooh. talking about takeoff and increasing the surface area, now you're talking about leading talking edge, about leading edge trailing edges and 10 degrees yeah. flaps. And, you know, um, here, here, here's, here's, the, here's the point. Um, yeah, the, every every control surface, um, you know, has a a, a specific um, you know aer aeronautical uh, value, right? And increasing the lift has to come with increase increasing the drag, and that's a given, right? Um, you know, in 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 some circles, you know, in order to maintain that equilibrium, um, you know, you got to give and take, and that's what it's all about having that that uh, having that feeling um, and using um, science in order to uh, maintain I, I, I answer, Okay, answer, um, I'm going to answer a question, right? I'm going to answer a question now and I need to tell me if I'm wrong or right. An airplane stall, when an airplane stall is a result of this, the, 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 the air 
that is going over the wings is, is not of sufficient speed to provide lift. I'm, give, I'm just giving a layman term. I'm not getting complicated. When the air going over an airplane, when the air going over the wings of an airplane, is not of the speed as to provide lift. That plane would stall, true or false? <laughs> unless, unless you change the territory of glide. That means a lot of people to pull out of no, a stall. Don't get it worse. Yeah. Don't make it worse. Don't make it worse. Right. Make the it air worse. coming over the wings. No, so no. the air coming over the wings of the airplane is no, no, too no, slow. No. I'm not. I'm not saying that um, you're wrong. I, I know you think logically. You have a you have a decent mind, Stupis. Mm, all, right? all right. It's just that with your level of knowledge, it, it's just no, no. not. No, I use in the layman terms because I understand. Right. I read a point. But that's the nature. The nature of aviation, the nature of aviation is not layman. You see, it's not layman. It's simply not. So oh, you know, okay. um, what caused a plane to stall? Exceeding the critical angle of attack. Uh, when you exceed the critical angle of attack, let's say I am flying my Cessna, and I came down, and the angle of attack. I understand what the angle of attack is. I might not can explain, but the angle of attack is how the wings are positioned in the air. No, no, right? no, no, no. So how the plane is, no, 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 the no, is positioned. I'm, I'm looking at the plane as a lateral. Use layman terms. Use layman terms, James. James, if you know it, you can teach it. If you know it, you can teach it. And if you know it, you can teach it in layman terms. No, use I, layman I, terms. I, I listen, I ref I refuse to teach to here, first of no, all. No, use no and use even if I terms. did teach, and if I did teach, I wouldn't be using layman terms because this is not the nature of the beast. All right. James, Simple James, answer. No, 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 no. James, let me make it. James, you're, you're, going, you're, going, you're going from you're let, me answer, to let me you're answer the question. Let me 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 answer the question. Then you see what I mean. Okay. Just some carrier to school. And say my class in class, and somebody and a and a six-year-old, a, a six-year-old said to you, say, um, Mr. James Pilot, Captain James, Captain James, what caused a plane to stall? You're speaking to a six-year-old now, James. And, and I and I would tell him exceeding the critical angle of attack. I need to ask you, what does he mean by that? All right, I, I will go down with a six-year-old. I would go down and I would tell no. them. When a plane loses the laminar flow, because you already explained, and not quite, because with your explanation, it doesn't explain the science, but you explained that a molecule of air splitting the leading edge and mm -hmm. getting out of the trailing edge at the same time, if mm -hmm. there is a camber shape mm -hmm. on that wing, there will be an increase in velocity of that half of the molecule going over because it's simply traveling a, a, a further distance. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. so with an increase in velocity, because if it travels a further distance and gets to the trailing edge at the same time, that means it traveled faster. With an increase mm -hmm. in velocity, that would mean a drop in pressure. And that's mm -hmm. where that force of lift is created. It's a dynamic reaction. So it's basically mm. sucking the, it, it, the, the force now resultant mm -hmm. is up perpendicular 
to the center pressure of that wing, right? So if the kid, if a kid, if a six-year-old, you know, and guess what, James? That question, James, James, the six-year-old would not answer, would understand the answer, you know, because because I would ask you, you, the six-year-old will ask you, does the air travel faster over the top of the wing or the bottom of the wing? Six six-year-olds wouldn't be six-year-olds is not the no, target. No. So the wing. So no, no, no. Six-year-olds not the target no, audience so for this so science. So the, so the air would the air travel faster up on the top of the wing or the bottom of the wing, James? All right. A six-year-old wouldn't ask that question. They just wouldn't right. have to um, you know, and and it would be <laughs> futile to answer that question for that six-year-old. You know, <laughs> it's uh, traveling faster on top or in the bottom. You know, does it does the air travel at the same speed over the two leading sides of the wing? No, well, the, the thing to explain is the dynamic reaction. These are the types <laughs> of James, that, James, you're the conscious community, James. In the conscious community, I can't reduce, you I can't get, you, don't get to, you don't get to so complicated, James. If you know it, you can teach it. You don't, what you're doing now is what Wajawu does when he explains in Kem. He's, he's trying a, to get very complicated in a matter. I don't know. He's. A, I don't know. He's a certified instructor, but that's what I am. Uh, you, I mean, for you, a layman, to tell me if I could do it, then I could teach. No, I am the authorized and certified instructor. I am by law, so yes. I know what I'm doing. You're yes. only guessing. But, no, no, I, I'm not guessing. I'm, yes, I'm guessing now because it's been so long that I've read that information. That I would say that I, I can't pull it verbatim like 20 years ago. But uh, so I'm just trying to remember bits and pieces. D. Sedge, D. D. Irving. D. Irving. Oh, D. Irving gone. I didn't get to see what it is. No, I wasn't looking at the chat. Yeah. Said, what Bruho said, stuff like this is why we are still in slave. We're having a... <laughs> I, am, I have a pilot, and we're having a general conversation. I enjoy talking to the Flames, James. <laughs> right? James the Flames. Now, right now <laughs> down in Flames, uh, on decree, by decree of stupies. <laughs> Shut down in Flames, not James. Only, uh, not only on Corey, Chef, that's uh, gunning for me now, stupies too. Oh, good Lord. But is that wrong, indigenous black man? All cows moo, but when them hurt, them moo louder. <laughs> yeah, all cows moo. Stupid love being a devil's advocate. I don't mind. Mm. No, but trust me. No, what we were talking about now, James? We're going we back were, to Africa, James? We, we, were, we were talking about the success of uh, the bigger British colonies, as opposed to the many, uh, so numerous. Smaller, many smaller British colonies. Uh, but smaller, yeah. Um, not Brazil, oh. Brazil and Argentina. Uh, they, uh, they had an opportunity, but look at them. They're, those are the biggest ones, arguably. Mexico, Brazil, Argentina. Agreed? Argentina used to be a first world country, James. You know, the Argentina fought the British for the Falkland Islands. Oh, yeah, so remember. Remember, we used to fly reconnaissance, James, and take spy pictures. 
Remember, mm-hmm. he was down in South America flying and taking spy pictures. Here. Weren't you down there flying and taking spy pictures with the British? Not me. Yes, James, you was. Not me. Some of the best pilots were down there flying and taking surveillance pictures. No, I, 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 I born right near to the American base. They had a blimp base in Trinidad back in the World War II because, you know, the Nazis and them were coming right past Trinidad going all down Argentina and different countries in South America. Yeah, the submarines were, were doing yeah. that. Or Carlson Field. I, you know, learned to drive there. You know, I, my, I was born right, right there, right there. Mm. It's overrun now. You might see a little outline from the air, but uh, it's overrun now with nature, you know. But yeah, the Amer- Americans had a big uh, blimp base. No, no. There. I'm talking about during the Falkland Wars. How old you was during the Falkland Wars, Jim? No, was I, was, I was. I was. I was. He was about twenty-three. Cool. Isn't that seventy-nine? When was that seventy-nine? No, the Falkland Wars was. Yeah, about seventy-nine. Yeah, I was in college when that came out. Okay, so so it was a flying record. Reconnaissance for the Americans uh, in Argentina? 79, I was getting my multi-engine rating. James. Well, I graduated, James. I graduated James. in the early 80s. I graduated in the early 80s. I gra- 80 was my class, but I, that money was uh, hard to come by. My dad was in the pipeline, so I, I had to come to New York, work a little bit, and then go pay for my last flight course. Um, so, you know, it wasn't easy, but... Um, but yeah, I was in school. I wasn't military, but I was ROTC when the British and and the Argentine. There was a friend Ganja plane from Jamaica to Miami, James. The the what? You was a friend Ganja plane. James, it looked like you was flying Ganja planes from Jamaica to Miami. No, I was making I remember when uh, Corey and those guys had a presentation. I was te- I was informing some of the players uh how 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 uh you know how it doesn't. I think there were. It was a discussion about men and and high value men. Some stupid stuff. No, James. You James. James. No, I'm not talking about banana, James. James, weren't you flying ganja planes? No, you flying the two. You, you never fly James. You never fly ganja plane. You never make a drug drug run from Colombia to 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 to, to Florida. No, no. I'm on the West Coast. It would be. It would be. <laughs> And, uh, from Panama, it'll be coming. I don't know if you, you know, you, you're not part of the company. You wouldn't know nothing about that. You, you, you never used to fly reconnaissance mission during you, James. You were, you were a pilot during um Nicaragua. And Miss, Americans were down I, in Nicaragua. I, I, I can neither confirm nor deny. On this YouTube. James was flying record, James was flying down in Nicaragua. Because he's somebody on come James on was and flying. James was flying down in Nicaragua. James, weren't you flying down in Nicaragua? What size plane was flying, James? A twin engine? So you so you heard of uh you Flaming James, Flaming James, be honest. Wasn't it a twin engine that was flying down in Nicaragua? You, you heard of you heard of Southern Air Transport, huh? Weren't you flying a twin engine down in Nicaragua, James? Listen, I was in the service during the Reagan era. I was in the service. Were you flying a twin engine down in Nicaragua? True or false? Deny it, James. 
I neither confirm nor deny any. Did James was flying a twin engine down in Nicaragua. And look at Nicaragua. Nicaragua is a US territory. Look how bad they're doing. And we against Cuba, and Cuba is the best economy all around there. Hmm? Mongo, you see that James? We need to change to Nicaragua, James. James was flying down in Nicaragua. <laughs> you you really, you really want to see. <laughs> Are you aware of Southern Air Transport? Did you know the name of the company? No, I don't know the name of the company, James. James, you were flying down in Nicaragua. I hear it in your voice, James. How much trips to made, James? How much trips to made in Nicaragua? No, you're barking up the wrong tree, my friend. <laughs> Metro, we're going to change James, James to Oliver Nard. <laughs> Our Central America, James. <laughs> You got me on the spot here. I can't even. I can't even respond. Oh, you, Jim? I know, Jim. I'm guessing your age. And at that age, you were flying down in Nicaragua. You weren't flying jets. You were flying twin engines. You don't know me like that. Not often know you like that, James. You have a nice accent. If the plane gets shot down, all you have to say, I'm Trinidadian. You know the Trinidad accent. The CIA would use you. You are blessed. You don't have to speak Spanish, James. You're Trini. You're black. They used to give you a Trini passport. You habla Espanol. <laughs> of course. They used to, you used to travel with your Trini passport, don't James? Nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> everything is everything. Everything is everything. James yes. used to fly down to Nicaragua. <laughs> Panama. You used, used to go Panama to don't James. I, I was trying to tell you, you asked a question about these <laughs> these dope planes. I tell you what Ed Jamaica used to be doing, but you don't want to hear that. Don't change the argument, James. Don't change the argument. You were flying from Nicaragua and Panama. No. Hmm. You were from no, Panama. That wasn't me. James, Noriega know your middle name, don't you, James? Noriega know your name, James. Right, I, can bet, I can bet that Noriega know James' name. Anybody in the room know who Noriega is? Who is Noriega, James? Anybody in this business know me. James, who is Noriega? Is he dead now? He's dead, right? <laughs> You have a big cutlass. <laughs> it's a man with a big cutlass, right? <laughs> I don't know him personally. People, James know Noriega. Noriega used to fly from Panama and Nicaragua to California. Melissa, hey, you didn't see me in the chat when you were interrogating that guy. When you were interrogating <laughs> that guy. You didn't see me in the chat. There's a commercial with some tourists running out by a pool and a Jamaican telling him, Peter, don't go there, Peter. You're nearly dead, Peter. <laughs> and I was saying that in the chat. I was cracking True, up. man. <laughs> Noriega no, no James' middle name. Not even nah. first name. Noriega have pictures of James' children. Noriega have pictures of James' children. Don't. Nah, the furthest on that side I got was maybe Tio. Where? 
Tijuana, right? Right in San Diego down there. <laughs> James, the flow, the flow. Naval Air Station, Naval Air James. Station, Island. James, James, the twin engine that used to fly. Why used to fly? The twin engine. You know a C-12? A C-12. That's a fast little plane, James. That's a fast, the C-12. Isn't that a fast plane, James? No. <laughs> what, 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 how much? It's one of the best cabin class in the civilian world today. Yes. It's a beach cabin. Yeah, but it was a fast little plane. What, what's the maximum weight it could carry? With gas oh, fully loaded. Oh, oh, it's got good payload. Good payload, about 2,000 pounds? Yeah, close. Yeah. Are you Not supposed to about 1,000 pounds of fuel in it? Take about a thousand pound of fluid. To what, to what are you? What are you? He used to take about a thousand pound of fluid to fly from from something to Panama and back, right? What are you, cop? James, a thousand pound, James. Imagine that. How much? A thousand pound is what? Four hundred and fifty keys. When you used to go now, you go. I can't help you. I can't help you. James. James put in work in the people. Noriega James, Panama James. Panama James put in work in You can't can deny No answer to these questions. Panama James put in work. <laughs> I, was, I was in the military in the 80s as an officer. Of course. Find a twin All this chat, no. Yes. And, and you're putting, you're putting, you're putting <laughs> false information there. Not me. He was in the armies in the eighties, flying a twin engine Beechcraft over Panama and Nicaragua. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> of course. Who else would tell you? You are the ideal pilot. You are black. You have an accent. If they catch you, plausible denial. I would use you, James. I know. I, just I know you would. Have, if I from. was foolish enough, I would probably even let them use me. If I... <laughs> right? The Kim, James, James, you are black. So it's not like a white man gets shot down. It's a black Trinidadian. You used to fly from Panama to Nicaragua to something, James. No, my business is a little... Well, put it this way, <laughs> My business is a little bit bigger than that. Mm, yeah. Only North. Only North is your friend, James. You knew Noriega. You knew North. You never met Oliver North yet, James. Be honest. Have you ever met Oliver North? Yes, you have. See, so how long you take the answer? James has met Oliver North. Say you didn't meet him, James. James, let me hear you say it. Say, I never met Oliver Nord. I met Admiral Crow, the joint, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Oliver, mm -hmm. I, I mean, why would I do it, Oliver Nord? James, have you never met Oliver Nord? I do not know Oliver North. You know, I did not ask you that, James. You don't know him because he's not your friend. Have you ever met Oliver Nord? The answer is no. <laughs> People in the chat. People in the chat. 
people in the chat, give me the new name for James. We just can't call him James anymore. I need names for James. Guatemala James? <laughs> we, need, we need some names for James. We have to find a new name for James tonight. And before any unclassified information kind of seeps out in any one of part of your questioning right here, I got to James, it, James it, no it, Oliver, it, not. It's already, James it's already met after Nick. 10 o'clock for me. James what? met. James met. Noriega. <laughs> James met Noriega. James, how many times you flew down to Colombia? Listen, I might be going that way pretty soon here coming up. James, you know what a crocus bag is? A crocus bag. No. You have never seen a crocus bag in your life? No, I have no idea what it is. How many rolls are three empty? Do you know that brown three empty? How many rolls do you normally carry in the plane? It's something like um, it's a brown tape. The brown shiny plastic? Yeah, how many rolls do you normally carry with you? I never seen that. I don't carry those with me. Yeah, how you know that it's brown shiny plastic, James? <laughs> you just described it. No, I said the brown tape, and you said the brown shiny plastic tape. Reggie, Reggie, James <laughs> no Noriega. He met Ali North. He was flying in the 80s. He flew a V12 with 2,000. Look at the 1,000 for gas. Just don't call my whole name when you put associate this thing on the logarithms, yes? <laughs> no, don't call your whole name. We're looking for a new name for your Sandinista James. I have to come up with an <laughs> alias like everybody else on this. <laughs> see, see, Reggie calling you a professional. <laughs> professional James. <laughs> Reg, I ain't going to mess with these guys, man. <laughs> Listen to me. tape in the conversation, you know. <laughs> 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 Ask James if you know the brown team, the brown tree team. Brown James said, "The you mean the brown shiny one?" And I said, "Well, you know that's a shiny James." I've never let me seen. Say, uh, let me tell. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how Bob got it up in JFK. I could tell you, Air Jamaica would be coming in with contraband in the commissary carts. We know that James. Have a we know that, James. Yeah, that's right. We know that, James. We know that. We know, we know that. we know that. We know that. We know that. Air Jamaica is ganja era coke here, James. All right? We know that, James. But, James, you mean that you helped to destroy the black community, James? Me? <laughs> Not yes. me. You make it. When you were when you, when you you flying down to Panama, James. When you were flying down to Panama and, 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 and Nicaragua, James. Next thing you know. What, what, what do you think? What do you think that was doing with the black community, James? You were 23 at the time, black Trinidadian. You are a nice operative, James. Six figures, stop it. I'm not in a mixed up. <laughs> no, I was already, I'm half the man I used to be, as a matter of fact. Remember um, when you were 23? Back then would never allow me to do that, never. No, you weren't doing it. You weren't doing it for your country. Ali not met it. When Ali not met it, James, that's what I meant. Because I've never spoken to somebody who met Alan Hart. 
I've spoken to somebody who met Noriega. Ali North. And I've spoken to somebody who met the dance of dance. When Ali North meet you, how tall is he? Is he taller than you? Ali North officer to me at the time. I don't know about... I don't know if any of them bigger than me now. He was he was taller than you, right? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. I have no I'm idea. Just what asking, you're talking just about. I'm just asking if Alina was taller than you. Are you taller than Alina? A simple question, yes or no? I'm not. I'm not doing anything. I'm just asking: Is Alina taller than you? I have no idea. I've never met Ali. <laughs> never. <laughs> Everybody know that James didn't do that. James was not doomed. I'm just being a mix-up, Reggie. I'm just being a mix-up. James didn't do that. The, the no. most thing I've ever done in my life, James, um, is that I went on a runway and I had to load a ganja plane when I was a little boy. What? That's the only thing I ever do. I had to load a ganja plane. And I didn't get much money for it either. I don't know how to help you, man. You don't want to mess somebody, up. somebody talking to in the chat. That was years ago when I was a little boy. Uh, but it's fun to have him with James. James, like, James is a straight guy. As yeah. an arrow. Yeah, straight as an arrow. I'm just having fun. Because he would be an ideal person. He knew it too. He knew it too because he spoke with an accent. He'd be a good... What, 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 what do you call it? Asset? You'd be a good asset. No, I could speak with an accent. you got to speak with a dialect you select, like Special Ed said. You speak with a yeah. dialect. Let. You know, if I'm in Brooklyn, I could talk like I'm from Brooklyn. If I'm in Jamaica, you know, it's not just Wagwan and thing like that. <laughs> and if I in Trinidad, I talk like that guy Jedwick, come on there, and he speak very nice, very nice English like a Trinidadian. Yeah, yeah. Mongo, eight, eight, eight if you're cool with James. <laughs> you know, I sound like Okay. <laughs> matter. Yeah. I'm just no, worried about when they can only talk one way. <laughs> yeah, you'd be an asset. You'd be a good asset at the time. <laughs> Somebody come to answer, James. Yeah. <laughs> Some glory days, though, that's uh... Um, but I, I, I would imagine you guys are, you know, in your 40s and things like that. You sound like you're about in your 40s. No, I'm 50, James. I'm 50 now. I'm 50 now. Right, I've yeah. done a lot of, I've done yeah. a lot of shit in my life. We're, we're dealing with mature men. It's mature men. I've done a lot of shit. I've done, I've done a lot of shit. Growing oh, up, I, I was a, growing, growing up, growing up, I was a young striker. The community I came from, they call the young boys the strikers because we were associated with show up person. So I was well, a young striker growing up. Well, what I got a group doing right now is trying to establish air, tra air transportation 
between the Americas and Africa for trade, for the purpose of trade, because when we don't do it, they will. And it's bad enough, you know, when they had these countries that they established, because we was not invited to the party with the, uh, the Berlin Conference. And when they make it impossible for you to get from Senegal to Nigeria without going to Paris or London, you know, um, that means we, we were underserved. And now we might be, um, there might be more investment in aviation in Africa. And we got to be a part of that because we have what's called the human resource that can improve that type of um, uh, infrastructure for us. I was, I, was, I was watching a documentary on YouTube and it showed the, the old retired Russian planes that they used to travel between some of the African countries. Mm-hmm. But and now I live, in, I, live in a, I live in Arizona where there's a big boneyard out here. I mean, it's got jets that they put into service, take out of service, because this whole state is like a big hangar. I mean, it's 340 days of good weather and the air is so dry that you know, you're, the cars and the airplanes just, you know, just sitting out, it's not going to um, corrode like in other moist. Um, <laughs> no, nobody's not flying in the old DC, James. <laughs> no, no, but uh, you, got, you, got, you got Caribbean Airlines, some Air Jamaica, you got some, uh, the, the aircrafts um, such as uh, MD, MD-80s, you got some Airbuses, you got a bunch of airplanes that they store out here. And they can, you know, maybe it just needs a seat check or, or whatever, um, and then it can be back in service. And the people who are looking to lease, um, you know, they do it, uh, you know, from these leasing companies from Vegas to, to out here. And uh, that's the new way to do it. Don't try to start an airline all on your own. The, it's price prohibitive. It's a very high cost structure. Then how much? How much are old A three hundred? Yeah, but it, that's what I'm saying. It's how, much, how much? How much are old Airbus three hundred? I'm to tell you. Don't think. Don't think about how much is an old plane. Think about how much is a new plane with the aircraft, the crew, the maintenance and insurance is in one price and you market your seats. Stop thinking about old planes like Africans and Chinese. We got to start thinking ahead. You know, don't look to buy no old plane. Look to buy a new plane. So a new A300 Airbus, which was about 200 people. You're, 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 you're going, you're, 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 yeah. it might be yeah. top no, no. No. You're topping because... <clears throat> Uh, you know, you, you don't want to buy that, huh? You don't want to buy an A300. Would you buy an Airbus? Would you buy an Airbus or would you buy a, a a Boeing? I wouldn't buy neither one. I would lease it and market oh, this right. and utilize it. Which one would you lease, James? The the, the Airbus or the 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 American? Uh, it depends on it depends on which one. If it's an Airbus three forty, I would take a three forty over a seven thirty seven. All right, and that holds about how much people? Two fifty? No, don't hold that much. Uh, no, your, your um, one one forty. Yeah, well, your um, your your that's a you know your 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 seven thirty seven is probably a little less than that. But yeah, the three forty is probably getting around two hundred more than two hundred. Yeah, yeah, two twenty. If you're small up first class, I'm putting shitty seats. Two forty, two thirty, comfortable. <clears throat> yeah, 
you know, but that's a, um, that's a lot of money for a small country to even buy one airplane. My point is with the different type of ACMI leases, which is aircraft, crew, maintenance and insurance, one can just market the seats, put it this way. Uh, for a fraction of the ownership price, I could run my flight, let's say to um, Liberia, from Washington, D.C., or from BWI to Liberia. And let's say I develop some business over there uh, uh, as, a, as a tourist location. Let's say I, I'm interested in building a resort. From, BVV, from, from British Virgin Islands to Liberia? The Airbus that, have that range? That could work too, but I was thinking about from Baltimore, not Baltimore. Or from, from Baltimore to Liberia, that the aircraft have that range? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, um, but, you know, because the shorter distance, we have less, less of a, um, a money-making population. Like the shorter distance would be like if you wanted to travel from Liberia, like Monrovia to... Um, uh, to uh, to the, the edge of um, Brazil over there, right? I forgot the name of the city, Latham or something like that. That's the shortest distance across the Atlantic, right? That's shorter. Uh, that's mm -hmm. the, I was to point out. That's a shorter distance than the man kayaking from Hawaii to San Francisco, and he from yeah from Brazil to Liberia. It'll probably be three thousand miles. Right. So it's probably yes, yeah, probably around that. You see. So, so. So you and then from 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 Baltimore to Brazil, we can make two stops. You're looking at another. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do. I wouldn't. No, no. I was the point I was making was that the shorter distance, I wouldn't have. I could. I wouldn't be able to build a business from Monrovia to Brazil. It'll be a better business from to, from uh, Baltimore. Uh, so from Baltimore yeah. to Monrovia. Yeah, it'll be a longer distance, but it'll wouldn't be more. Need, wouldn't you need a seven 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 or a seven four seven? Yeah, which I, I would probably the smallest I would go with probably an old seven six seven. I probably wouldn't. A lot of the seven forty sevens and seven six sevens are out of service now. Right, they're around here. They're parked around here. Now, yeah, if I was to get one in shape and get it airworthy and hire the aircraft um, and hire the crew, the maintenance and the insurance and lease that airplane, mm -hmm. it can still work. I could still see 747s flying, right? But the operation uh, for your flag carriers for different airlines, your, their competitive edge is having new equipment all the time. Yeah, because it's more economical and fewer. Right. And not only that, you know, the marketing, less, you know, in the you less know, upkeep. Right. And the way and their depreciation schedule and the way they deal with the manufacturers, all of those reasons are better to have the new aircrafts. And uh mm -hmm. and then yeah, sometimes you so how much would it cost? How much would it cost annually to lease? This black man here, ladies and gentlemen, James is thinking about going into international travel, but we're just looking at the numbers. So how much would it cost to lease a 767, a brand new aircraft annually? You gotta think per hour. You can't even think per year and things like that. You can't right now we can't we can't think like that. We gotta think about 
uh, trips, trips <laughs> and hours, right? You got to think about that because to lease a plane for a year and try to run an operation, that's a big risk for any investor. Yeah, but it will be cheaper over the long run than to lease yeah, it no, over. over the long run if you have a long run. <laughs> You right. see? Right. So, so therefore, you, you lease it hourly. So therefore, from here to Africa and back, we're looking at about 20 hours trip. The layover, because the, the flight crew cannot fly 20 hours nonstop. No. Yeah, kind of marketing will have to have, you know, um, you can't have empty legs. The crew that goes over there and with the mm. layover is staying with the passengers to bring that plane back when it's time right. to come back. And right. here, the, the people, our people, are willing to pay more for these private charters than they are for like a first class seat. Because number one, we could make it like a bus ride. We could make the music. We could make the food. We could control all of that with a private charter, right? And then uh, all of the arrangements in terms of ac accommodations, we can network with that. But what's, what's going to happen is our people will have a better experience. You got Africans over there making some um, different uh, opportunities, such as um, uh, such as uh, you know um, attractions, right? So you're, look, you're looking right. at about eight hundred dollars Therefore, that's the, just the uh, flight alone. Uh, just for, for just for the uh, just for the flight alone, I'm thinking I'm thinking it's more like a, maybe about fourteen hundred dollars. <laughs> so with one trip, James, you're thinking about a quarter million dollars there. Now or three hundred thousand. Okay, so you're so you're okay, so you are doing the math. So let's say let's say it's a two thousand dollar trip. Let's make it even. Let's say it's a two thousand dollar trip. So you see if you have a payload, if you have um a, a, a high density aircraft with a capacity of let's say, let's say two hundred. So right. two thousand dollars times the two hundred. Yeah, and then you minus the aircraft crew maintenance and insurance in one bundle price, and that's what you're looking right? Overall, that's what you're looking at is your as your your revenue, right? So you're looking at about a hundred thousand dollars per trip. And and now and if you mark now you market it event driven, right? And then you start building. You like if I start making a little trip to New York to Saint Lucia for the St. Lucia Jazz Festival, you know, New York and Florida, because they don't add any extra sections to the airlines, right? So they'll get, they get crowded. And if you can't get a flight, you can't get a flight. But if I add a private charter, next thing you know, people going down on a nice charter to Trinidad for Carnival. What right? about Atlanta to Jerusalem? <laughs> I, I ain't got no business in Jerusalem, brother. No, but wouldn't that be better than Atlanta to Jerusalem? Well, tell you what, it, it would be you better. Put, you, put, will, you, put, no, you, put hotel, you put hotel in there. Hear me out. The only way it would be better from Atlanta to Jerusalem if they're going to subsidize my business with some tax dollars, because I think we pay in Jerusalem, we pay in Israel enough tax money, our money, to do what they're doing. No, but if you go Atlanta to Jerusalem, imagine if you go to the churches in Atlanta. And so next year, for for next year for for Easter, three days in Jerusalem. So you're saying it's so much Christians in the country want to make that pilgrimage? Of course. Damn. I, I love it to Jerusalem. 
No, I think for that type of trip, I think the airlines have a have enough capacity. I don't think a private charter would work going that way. <laughs> Mongo, Atlanta to Jerusalem, the black Jesus, the black <laughs> Jesus, discovering Jesus. Maybe Chicago to Jerusalem. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago to Mecca. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a Muslim who don't do that shit. A connecting flight. It's a direct flight. A direct flight to Mecca. For Hajj. Chicago, Chicago, to, Chicago, Chicago Atlanta, Mecca. Tel Aviv, Mecca. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have the same plane, you route the same plane and drop off passengers. <laughs> oh, my God. Now the ideas are flowing. No, but no, listen, the reason why I'm saying this is because it's solely needed. This is the next step that we have to really obtain. Yeah, but, but nobody not paying $2,000. That's a problem, Jay. No, no, no. It, it, well, you know, listen, there was a time <laughs> when only the elite was flying, okay? There was a time when poor people can't fly, you know? No, and no, listen. Airline costs, I'm an advocate for that. I'm an advocate yeah. for poor people staying the fuck home. Because let me tell you something. The business is a high cost structure and they have figured out that, okay, if we market all of these seats, then maybe we could make our money back. But this is where it goes wrong. And this is where one airline fails. Um, uh, well, more than one, all of the big ones already. My airline, TWA is gone under. Pan Am, all of the ones I work for is gone, right? And the, uh, the other big three is, go is gone, Eastern, gone right use the, the union the, skill panam the union skill panam everybody knows. well well panam is still well the training facility they have they have uh uh they have uh simulators that they you can do type ratings and stuff so that part has always been around and yeah, that's but the, the union skill panam panam was the union skilled panam everybody knows that no, then they, no panam no 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 it's not the union man panam did some suicidal pricing Back after deregulation, Pan Am said, I know what we'll do. We will price below cost and we will get all of these people out the market. So now they started pricing below cost and then discount airlines start popping up. And so they priced themselves right out the market. They couldn't recover. They had hotels and all kinds of shit all over the world. You know? So Pan Am used to be that light, that baby blue color. Oh, yeah, it was Pan American. I ended up working for their flight training facility, and it was a dream, you know. Yeah, that, it was a. But we, we as a people, we need this. We need the air service. Okay, so Mongo, 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 one charter flight, um, Atlanta to New York, and then to 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 Kemet. <laughs> That's that was TWA flight JFK to Cairo. That was the TWA man. That was my airline. Yeah. That was, I worked for TWA for years. JFK to Cairo. How much That's black people do you think? Everything is everything. Mongo, how much? How much? How much kilometer do you think we can get? You think there's two hundred of them? <laughs> now you can't make a business on that. They are making no. their little prices um for their little groups and they. They're planning the group uh, law, but that's the idea: having a uh, having a private group 
And even if I was to go after them, um, it'll have to be a good proposal because their price structure, it looks like it's about the same. I think they're paying about four or 5,000. Um, and it's not just the air, it, well, it's going along with the accommodations also. But, yeah, but um, the, the accommodations, they can get cheap. Because if you go to any hotel and say, listen, right. I'm, I'm going off season. Let's say, how many rooms can I get for four nights, five right. nights? Right. So the lion's share is the airfare. That's where right. they charge the people at, right? And if we could, if we could have a private charter that could reduce that price and get the customers, we could take that customer. It, the the major airline ain't gonna feel it. Ain't gonna feel them uh, two or three commission. Uh, you know, um, <laughs> uh, Egyptomaniacs. <laughs> You know, but it'll be a complete business for us. And we could grow from there. That's the big thing. We could grow from there. But we need to have, I mean, it's bad enough. We should have all the Southern states. According to, um, I was talking about the church leaders. We supposed to have all these slave states were supposed to be black states. Yeah, we could still be part with of the U.S. What did you say? 980 from JFK to Cairo. Right, if nine eighty from JFK to Cairo, and and that's on a carrier, and that and that's on a bullshit seat, on a you know with your legs you know pressed together, um, pushing against another seat in front of you. No, you know? but then you know be carried, you know be using something like what JetBlue use. Those seats on JetBlue not bad. You know the kind of roomy. JetBlue has some of the roomier seats. Spirit is the worst mm -hmm. in terms of. Seat, yeah. Um, American Airlines not bad. No, United um triple seven service from from Newark to Narita. That's that's a great service for like everybody. And the, and, and the seats and, good. And that's tri but, that's triple but, seven. No, triple seven service. That's how much a triple seven hold? About three hundred and twenty. Not that much. Oh, no. triple seven. a big plane? Yeah, it's a big one. But is that is it over three hundred? Yeah, it's supposed to be about 300. You know, you sure you ain't talking about the... You sure you ain't talking about the 787? Oh, 777? Oh, oh, no, no, I'm mixing it up. Triple seven, not that big. I was mixed up with the 7. Triple seven. It's big, but it's a wide body, but it's not... Um, it, You ain't going to get 300... You're not going to get more than 300 seat configuration in, in a triple seven. Normally, what they're going to do is have very good seats and and charge more for the tickets. You see? They'll have each booth. Two, no, 268 passengers. There you go. That That's about, yeah. That, 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 yeah, that, that sounds like about... Uh, and it's about it's about a range of 8,000 miles. That oh, means yeah. they could fly from here to... That's right. Non-stop, it'll get you from Newark to Narita or, you know, some various places in the world, non-stop. Yeah. Right, good range on that. Yeah, two hundred and eighty seats. If you even if you if you charge a thousand dollars a seat, that would yeah. be two hundred and eighty thousand. To Africa that I'm talking about for us is going to be built and marketed where it's going to you know this type of airfare is going to be the the travel there the travel back should be um at a premium in terms of the marketing. 
And so that service got to be delivered on point. So when you have a, a black operation running air service from the new world to Africa, encouraging so you, so, business so you know, and, and trade. I, 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 I said, I give it a thought. They have a triple seven, 280 feet. Right? Oh, you're going I to Liberia. I love to with a triple seven. That's what I'm talking about now. You're going to Liberia. Mm -hmm. Right? You're going to include hotel and airfare. Because you have to scale well, a little bit. Gotta build, well, no, first, we got to build a resort on, on Liberia. We got to build a resort first. I don't know what they got there. I was just using it as an example because it was Americans that started the country. Okay. Let's say resort is there. Let's say a resort is there already, and you're going to use them. You're going to say, listen, I need 200 rooms mm -hmm. for 290 passengers, because at least 60% of them come in with partners. Right, You right. end up getting the rooms at about $70 a room. Right. $50 a room, because none, it's, it's not all-inclusive. All-inclusive, off-season, you can get a room for $100. Right, and then, of course... If, if a trip going to, you know, Ghana to return home and you got, we could network with people like Professor Small, I, I believe he has a, a little hotel there. You know, you All can right. network with other people who is already trying to do because they already, it's got people older than us already. They just haven't seen the vision for the airfare because many in our community is not involved with that profession. So, but you you it, want to charge people, Jim, between three and four thousand dollars a trip. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know it's gonna. I know I ain't gonna. I, I don't want to price myself out this business before it starts. Yes, that's but that's it. That's that's a price I see because everything add up. That's three or four hundred dollars, three or four thousand dollars a trip to travel in style. How many people have three or four hundred, three or four thousand dollars disposable income? And that's the kind of system I want to build that people understand, number one, they're traveling in more style than they can get in any carrier, in any regular carrier, right? You're not just getting stuffed in like a car sardine anymore. You're flying on a private charter, right? Private charters are not subject to the same type of rules as airlines or even public charters. You got to understand what I'm saying. These ideas is what people have not tried yet. I'm in the business. I know what kind of works. You have um, to pay upfront to get the plane? Say again? Do you have to pay upfront to get the plane? Or do, do, do yeah. Uh, well, let's say, uh, let's say can, I get, can I get an airplane on consignment? Meaning yeah, that uh, on the day off. No, it's even I worse. Mean, a, final a public charter, you will even have to get a surety bond. Right in about maybe fifty thousand dollars, just to run a a public charter. But you see, a private charter wouldn't have that restriction. You see, so, so how much money would you have to come up with to get to get the airplane? You got to pay. You got to pay. You got to pay. Uh, um, I believe up to most of the deals, you'll have to pay up to about eighty percent within a month of when you use that type of a lease. Right, and then prior to it going, you've got to come up with that money, <laughs> right? But by then, by that time, all your members in your private charter has already paid for their tickets, and that's not a problem. You see, that's the beauty of it. 
So it's something to explore. And it's something as I get closer to retirement, it's something that's on my mind because I know no one else is doing it. You know? And uh, that's the other question I was going to ask you. Since nobody else is doing it, right? It's easy to break into a business that other person has done to pick their head and say, what was the main restriction? What was the main difficulty you face? But this is not going to be a new business. So therefore, you, you look at, if you look at the airplane alone, the fuel, the airplane, the airport fees, the insurance, all of that, you're looking at a minimum about two $200,000, to $250,000 for that round trip. Nah, your biggest cost, you, you, your biggest cost you don't mention, is that a fuel? Other than the aircraft crew maintenance, your fuel is going to be right. that, that big cost, right. right? Yeah, that's what I said, the round trip, $250,000. Right. So your, your slot times, whatever slot times you arrange with the destination and what type of... um. You could always lease uh, or, or even um, make a, an arrangement for your gate agents and stuff like that locally. Every airport will, will, would have them, you know. You could use another airline. You could make a deal. Hey, you guys got to move this flight and, or, or receive this flight and uh, work, work the airplane or whatever. And, uh, and you could make a deal with other personal, uh, other companies that's on the field, even for commissary and all of that, right? Um, but yeah, those incidentals, um, some are variable, some are not, you know? So and wouldn't it be bigger? It wouldn't be easy if it got bigger. Wouldn't the bigger you got, the better? Like the new... That, that's the precisely new, the new right. Airbus. The and new Airbus. And that can carry 450 people. And all you have to do is meet the, um, the seat marketing requirements. All you got to do is start developing the market and getting those seats filled, and at the end of the trip, you make your money and you're ready to do it on another destination and, and start growing. That's the whole thing. Everything starts, you know, a, a lot of people want to start real big, but that's not the way things grow. Things start small and then it grows. That's the natural order. So you would start with what? I would start, I'm trying to start with one. One trip. That's right. And the airplane capacity? Like if it's a triple seven, if it's over 200. Uh, I, you can uh, make money. You can make money. And, and I don't even have to start with that. We don't have the link. That's a problem. If listen, I had the link, more people would be on the show. Listen, not only that, and I don't even have, I, I, my plan is not even to start with Africa. My plan is to start in the backyard where we're from. My plan is to start right in the Caribbean. It's got enough events in the Caribbean uh, that, um, that Americans attend that we could make a business out of it with aviation. There was, a, there was a company out of New York called Apple Vacations. That's how they used to do it, marketing seats, all right? Marketing seats. The, the aircraft, crew, maintenance, and insurance is all one bundle price with the lease or with the lease or, and, uh, and they just sell their seats. They would go to Punta Cana. They used to love the Dominican Republic. New York to, the, to Punta Cana or Puerto Plata, 
and they would fill their seats up, make money on one trip or two trips a season. And it's there for us now because I got that capability now. So now I'm just trying to make it grow. So like smaller trips, like to Punta Cana from, from where? From anywhere here, you know, from anywhere in stateside. But you have to go to where there's people who want to travel to travel to the DR, like Dominicans and um, and Americans. And you know, believe it or not, there's a lot of white Americans that go to the DR because of the sex and all of that, and the bordellos, right? But there's a lot of brothers and sisters is connecting with the DR now. And they go but to San Francisco. But, but uh, like, the charter flights in the DR, isn't it more expensive than normal commercial flight? Yeah, it'll be more, but you'll be getting much more service for the trip. You Not mean service that, on the airplane? Yeah, number one, security is going to be a different security structure, right? I don't know if you've ever seen how to go on a charter at the airport, but it's a whole different deal. Right. And now on the airplane, food, the commissary is different and the music and all of that is different than what you would have on a commercial flight. So you want to set up a flying party bus then? That's what I'm talking about. You know how niggas are. So you're appealing to the love of dancing and singing. And you want us just to stay with hymns <laughs> and verses. <laughs> James is a load of racist. James is a load of racist. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, Reggie believed that the tours to Egypt are overpriced. But and it very well could be. Um, I know that what's the airfare, I know we had a better price back in the day from JFK to Cairo from TWA. That wasn't bad at all. I, I would uh, I would see a lot of my people um, uh, interlining, a lot of white people. They would interline, and I, and I gave the story about a captain but got busted, TWA captain got busted with contraband coming out of there, and he used to do it on the regular. Um, so it was a busy flight. It would these were I'm not Tel Aviv too. I'm talking these were full flights on 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 TWA. Cairo, no, FK Cairo, Tel Aviv. Those were full flights. So, um, yeah, there's a market there, for sure. There's a market in East Africa and there's a market in West Africa, Central Africa. To the U.S. is not uh, a thing yet, but it has to be built. It's got to be built, and we got to build it. You know why? I'm going to tell you why we got to build it, right? Because white Europeans and Americans already have the capability, and they will not, not even for the business opportunity, they wouldn't, they will never build it for us. Not that, because the type of economic development that people and communities and regions get from 
air travel. I don't air think Ghana, Air Ghana is looking good. Ghana just launched Air Ghana, and mm -hmm. Rwandan Air is looking good. Mm -hmm. The Chinese gave Rwanda a beautiful airport, and I think they got a couple um, Airbus A300. Mm -hmm. I think they have a couple, and they're yeah. doing well. Right. Yeah, yeah, Rwanda. Rwanda is uh, becoming quite the jewel. Right. You are talking about a business that entry level, if you're going into ownership or even lease in the airplane, the entry level is humongous. Mm -hmm. Right, you're talking about, let's say, let's say you're talking about you need some NBA players. If you have if you have 10 million, you can't go in the airplane business. 10 million. Because that will allow you to lease about three or four airplanes for a year. Because it would lease you. Some yeah. might be new, some might be older. My right? business plan is, is quite confidential. Um, but you know, I, I am not I'm not opposed to showing some, you know, some people because yeah. let me tell you. Is gonna have NBA basketball in Africa. I'm just trying to get ahead of this curve. There is gonna be travel with us back and forth to Africa, right? It's not here now, but it will be here. Um, and we gotta bring it here. <laughs> That's the thing. So from our pool, we've got to get people involved with uh, tourism, with travel um, and, uh, and, and accommodation and making things work for our people. I can't have, you know, the type of people that they got working at the, uh, at the airport ticket counter. Oh man, oh man, we got. So, so, so wouldn't it be easier as Reggie said, Reggie was in the tour business. Wouldn't it be easier to organize tours in the, biz, in, the in the beginning, yet use commercial flights? Couldn't you go to the commercial flight and get cheaper tickets based on the fact that no, I but, need... but I could go to a to a charterer and do the same thing too and get a private charter and start off that way instead of leasing it myself. I could do that too. But the thing to build the clientele, that's where we can get this um, community better mobilized. We can get this community um you know, because listen, the fact of the matter is people are earning, people's earning power is, in, is improving in this community, all right? Especially conscious people are learning how to hustle a little bit better. A lot of people are in business for themselves as opposed to looking for that salary or being an employee, an employee all the time. So we've got some, we've got some growth potential and it's happening. We just got to keep up with it, right? And uh, aviation is not something that is, uh, uh, you know, that that that's uh, well. Right now, it is. Of course, there's no uh, there's no black aviation companies, but uh, except for, you know, in some companies in in Africa, and even uh, they are being funded. The aircrafts are being funded. Let me ask Reg, Reg a question because Reg was in the tour business. Reg, mm -hmm. oh. Reggie, how, how, how willing are our people to participate in Black organized tours? And are they willing to pay a premium? We're giving them the best. We're carrying them to, not really the best, we're kind of the best tour making. 
let's say you get somebody into a three-star hotel, which is a good hotel. Three to four, three, a three-star hotel is a nice hotel. Are all people willing to pay for accommodation, airfare, and round trips? If you set up a tour for five thousand dollars to somewhere nice for, for for six days, airfare, hotel accommodation, tickets, you know, city sites, all and, people, and, and maybe all inclusive, all inclusive accommodations. That's normally a hit when we when people go for, um, you know, when we our people we look for that. Uh, all inclusive. Mm. I'm telling you, I, I, my sister, my sister had her wedding in Montego Bay, because my sister's in the press. Okay, my sister works for Good Morning America. She's a news writer, and when she got married, my father was going to have the wedding over at the boathouse at Central Park, but too many people. We know too many people, and too many people is going to try to come to the boathouse in Central Park, and that's going to be too much of a bill. So they have the wedding in Jamaica. Nobody's Jamaican. The husband is not Jamaican. My sister is not Jamaican. But we had it at the Wyndham. Um, and it was set up really nice out there. And only people who wanted to go could, um, you know, came. But it was still crowded. You right? mean Wyndham Warsaw in Montego Bay? You went to Wyndham in Montego, in, in Montego Bay, yeah. That's a nice hotel. Yeah, it was, uh, it was good. Um, and it was, good. it was a good venue um, for her wedding. Back in 03, you know, and uh, the, 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 uh, the, the point I was trying to make How is... How many days did you guys spend there? How many days did you all spend? Oh, I think it was... Um, I, I stayed there. Uh, the, the tour was for six days for her wedding. So you ended up spending like $1,500 airfare and hotel or $2,000? I, I, I think I spent... We spent we, she had it in a package... And uh, and I think it was a little bit over two thousand for the package for everybody. I think it was a little bit over two grand. So now here, Wyndham, but here's the, here's Wyndham the point. Was four star. Wyndham, Wyndham was a four. Wyndham is a four star. The only five star in the Caribbean is in Nevis. No, there's a five star in Jamaica. Um, I tell Which you what, no, Nevis got the Four Seasons. Yeah, nice but, your, yeah, there's a yeah. queen. Of, the queen used to go down to that. Yeah, there, no, there's a five star. There's two five stars in Jamaica. Well, here's the point I was trying to make. The reason why I'm saying it's all inclusive is my brother, the older brother, he, his wife was working for Lufthansa and they got airfare. So he's trying to call himself cheap and say he's not going to get the all inclusive. But when, <laughs> <laughs> and he got, and listen, he had four, three children at the time. So when the <laughs> first morning come around, he sit down for breakfast. <laughs> and it's over a hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So now you know going out. I think it was uh for the four for the four five of them. He started saying, well, he started finding me every time I'm eating now to get the all inclusive so he could sit with me. <laughs> and I, I said, look at that. That was your. That wasn't your plan. That was. <laughs> I said, you got. You can't be trying to look for me every time you got to eat. But um, but no, all inclusive is the better way to go um for this type of um planning, you know. That's yeah, where everybody um, are taken care of. Yeah, because even when I go down, if I'm staying at a hotel, I go for the all inclusive. Mm -hmm. Because let's be honest, 
if you carry the wife two days, you're on vacation. So you're not eating at you're not eating at McDonald's on Jamaica on vacation. Right. Right. On vacation, you're going to a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. Wine and all of that bullshit. The hotel that I love in Jamaica, the hotel named Grand Palladium. It's in Negril. Oh right? yeah, I stayed I stayed at the Rio in in uh, Negril um a subsequent time after the wedding. Uh, yeah, because I go to Jamaica every now and then. Right. I went to like my favorite hotel is Grand Palladium. Like they have like um that hotel have like six. Oh top, yeah, that's natural hedonism. Top, yeah, it has six top level restaurants. So if you go there six nights, you go to six different um, wonderful restaurants. Right? Yeah. And when when you go there, it's like the food is good. Because if you go out to the wife, it's if you go with the wife, it'll be great. If you go to the wife to a nice restaurant, you're spending two hundred dollars easy. 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 So if you add that up just for dinner, for four nights, that's a thousand dollars. That's what I'm saying. Right? That don't include breakfast, and then breakfast is good at hotels. Breakfast. I'm not talking. I'm not talking the shitty breakfast that you go to. No, the chef making the eggs and thing like you want it, man. Come on. Yeah. We're not talking. We're not talking breakfast like when you go to what is what is what is like a hotel name? These like seventy five dollars a night hotel with continent. We're not talking continental breakfast. Right, right. We're talking. We're talking. If you go up to them, it's egg whites only, right. and an omelet with egg whites only, and top class coffee. And that's right. Right. And then you can get lunch, and then liquor is unlimited. And here's the thing, and it's right in our backyard. The Caribbean is right in our backyard. And we could build up, we could build up to Africa because it's got a big um, contingency in the Caribbean that wants to connect with Africa too. Yeah. You know, so um, it, it, uh, what I'm saying is because of the economic value of aviation, it is a desired um, accommodation, a desired service for any community. Any major community you would see, that's how they compete. Hold on, hold on, James, hold on. Reg, for that trip you described, a trip to Egypt should be Giza, uh, Sakare, museum, and two days trip. Let's say hotel and food included. How much would you say a trip like that should cost, right? Four thousand. I would, I would say so. What did Reg say? He, he, he don't hear it yet. As soon as he does. So, how much would a trip like that cost? The one that you put up, Reg? Yeah, that's all. That that was all the good stuff right there. But you describe. Yeah, well, how much would? But would you hear? Decent accommodations, you know, and a, and a fantastic air trip. A, a, a safe and fun air trip that uh, that our people can, you know, can appreciate. Right now, uh, when I travel, I see a lot of, now there's a lot of us traveling, airfare, um, and a lot of us are on pins and needles because 
the last couple of years, you got white folks are acting crazy on these airplanes. Right? They're going off. And so, um, yeah, it's just safety away from all that, too. You know, I came from Las Vegas. I ended up driving because of my schedule. But I went for Kwanzaa with my wife and some friends. They were going to the Usher. Usher was opening his uh, tenure over there. Um, and it's hot. That Usher show in Vegas is hot right now. But it's only Vegas to Phoenix, right? So I dropped them off. When we were leaving, I dropped them off at the airport in Vegas. And I started heading out. They were, I dropped them off maybe two hours early to, for their flight. Reasonable. I started heading back to Vegas and got to the crib before my wife got dropped off home, you know, because you got security, you've got the wait at the gate, then you've got... I don't have the link. I don't know the link. I don't have Shepard number to call him. I, I just came on the show and everybody went to sleep except me and, me and Noriega, James. But $1,280 plus food, you're not making any money then, Rich. That's a good that's a good price for the Caribbean. No, no, that's for Egypt. That's just for the airfare plus food. No, that's that's, airfare that's accommodations food. too. I don't think. No, that sounds like the price for uh, a, a nice private charter. <laughs> Listen, you want to teach our people how to travel in style, James. That's right. Back in the day, you couldn't even dress. You couldn't even, you can't be dressed odd going into first class back in the day. You know, when, when Howard Hughes owned TWA, you couldn't, I mean, even back when TWA closed, it, even employee, we couldn't, we couldn't be traveling first class going in there with sneakers or nothing. No, nah, you had to be dressed to the T. I remember back in the day when people used to go to England, on British Airways. Yeah. It has to be suits. Somebody going, yeah. it has to be suits. Yeah, now it's all dumbed down, man. You know, shorts and flip-flops and tank tops. No, because you have to go to TSA. Listen, when I'm traveling now, I have on slippers. I have on a sweatsuit bottom. I'm too habitual in it. I have a sweatpants on. And I have on a t-shirt, a, a white a white wife beater t-shirt. Listen, listen to me, Stupies. If there's an emergency, you see that rub, do you see that crepe sole you got on your slippers? If there's a fire, that's the first thing burning off your foot. <laughs> if there's a fire in the sky. That's the last thing you're worried about? That's the last thing I'm worried about. I am lying back in that seat and getting some sleep. If there's a fire. Well, with that. my nice, I, I try to, I try, but the only drawback is I got to take off my boots every time I get to the security, unless I get pre-checked. Um, right. But I normally put on a leather sole boots when I travel. When I, when I work flying, when I fly, I have a leather sole boots on. It's just habit. It's just habit. It's just like a, a basketball player will put on his sneakers. No, I, I, no, you think about it. I hate going to, when I travel now, I know, I just have, there's no checking bag. Even if I go into Jamaica, 
I have two bags only. Uh-huh. The one in my back and a little bag. Because I cannot deal with the bullshit anymore. No, no. And you know, and and I'll tell you, um, and places like Miami and JFK, you know, there's so much lost luggage, you know. Um, it's best to um it's best to carry on, you know, it's best to have your carry on. But um, but I know like my wife, she can't have carry on. We could be going someplace for three days and she had to check these bags, you know. You know, so I don't know. I I travel with carry on. But if I gotta check because I might as well check mine sometimes. Then you gotta I wait. Baggage claim. It's not only baggage claim either. It's not only baggage claim, right? Mm-hmm. I. Uh, it's not only baggage claim. It's just, it's just a bullshit that is associated with it, the dogs and the this and the that. Well, I'm foreseeing, you know, ground networking with ground transportation. You know, meeting, meeting. You know, you could meet your charter plane right on the tarmac. You know, a, a lot of us never travel like that, you know, and you're getting your drum track. Uh, to go uh, around to the back room, back to the... room by immigration and customs. There's nothing near bag, but the dog might just walk past and look like him give a faint hint. You have uh-huh. to go around to the back room. No, not into that bullshit. I don't even wear drawers when I travel. So when I go through the x-ray machine with that gray sweatsuit pants on, well, I know that you person... Know- you know what I start doing as a young man? I start traveling with my military uniform to Trinidad and I walk right through diplomat, diplomat and, and uh, uh, the diplomat, empty diplomat line. You know, but why I know how to travel now, you know, I see Bonnie Whaley traveling to Trinidad. He had something going on and I was arriving at the same time. I like how that man traveled. That man traveled like a king. I learned something from him. Bonnie Whaler, man, I said, oh, yeah, that you have to travel right there. He had an entourage, you know, but the way he carried himself through that airport there. Bonnie Whaler want a haircut. <laughs> um, and I'm talking right back in 93. Reg, um, James, check your email. Reg, um, Reg Senyaling. Oh, Reg sent me something? Yeah, link. Oh, yeah, here it is. No, man, Sonic, when I travel in now, I'm on a short gray sweatsuit bottom. Sweatsuit pants, you know, short pants, the gray sweatsuit, but man reached to my knee. Not yeah. And I'm full commando with a little T-shirt on and a little flip-flop. I am not going to take off the belt, the wallet, all of that bullshit, nothing like that. Yeah, look at this. Look, look at um, Reggie got this. Uh, this is a nice four to five star. Yeah, it looks like it's going for about 15, 16, you know, per traveler. $1,600 a traveler? Yeah, let me see the duration. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Can you put it up? I don't know if you can share the screen. You, can... your name is... Yeah, you should be able to share the screen. Let's see here. I should be able to. How many days? 
I didn't. I, I switched off. I didn't. I was looking for it. I didn't see it yet. Wouldn't Reggie be the ideal person if it's to Egypt? Would you prefer to go to Egypt with Reggie or with Jabari? Do you want to speak? No, no, no. First of all, I respect, I respect, I don't like Cornell too much. I don't even like the word Africana. I was asking the question on another uh, on another chat we had on this channel, and I was saying, what's the difference between Africana studies and, and, and African and Americana studies? Because they, they they seem to define Americana differently than they define Africana. That's why I don't even like the word. So I respect Reggie's scholarship. Um, when it comes to um, these uh, these streets here and me, um, you know, my improvement in terms of the knowledge. Um, yeah, then no doubt about that. Let me see. Okay. Yeah. Said a, it's a five-day trip. Can you bring it up? And, uh, so that, I'm, I'm looking to see which um, mail I got it in here. I can find it. Don't worry, I can find it. I'm on my iPad. I was looking at the mail on my uh, phone. And I'm trying to see if it came through yet. CEO mail. Uh-oh, I right have maybe all inbox. Here you go, rap marketing. Here it is. And I'm going to bring it up here. And once I bring it up. Share content. Mm -hmm. Okay. You see my screen? Yes, yeah, see your screen. See okay. your screen. Let me see here then. Here is the, here goes the link right here. Thank so you you're seeing this, right? Yes. Oh, here we go. You seen all of this? Yeah. All right. So, oh yeah. So, so he said, this is what the, okay. So four, six to five, that's some good ratings on the hotel. And then here it is right here. Per traveler includes stay, flight plus stay. It's a three said, so this is a $3,000, a little bit over $3,000 trip. That's our trip for two. Uh-huh. Yeah, so even if you're alone going, it's still three thousand dollars. And then the Marriott, and that's uh, twenty five. Well, nice places in Cairo. Let me see what they have here. So this is the Intercontinental, for instance. All right, let's see the amenities. There you go. Right, so you can see that. You're right. This is not all inclusive. You get breakfast, probably some continental breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. So the food. So although it's although it's work out to like two thousand five hundred dollars each, uh -huh. when you have lunch or something else, if you go somewhere nice to eat, it's going to add up five days. Five days you put aside if it's two people. 
five days they put aside $600 for food. The amount of people that respect Reggie in this community, Reggie could probably get up, up could fill up a plane by himself. Most oh, of the country's community broke. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's a shame. You're asking Reggie to perform miracles. You think Reggie hasn't tried? You think that he no, hasn't tried? And now that now that we can get the air, now that we can cover the airfare, it might be a different attempt. We could make a wait a minute. We could have a pseudo killer group for the pri private charter, right? That's a pseudo killer group and uh, private charter. And what happens is, uh, you know, you probably have to start smaller. Probably you need you need to start smaller. Um, um, in this group, we have about. A hundred people who watch it all the time. 10, uh -huh. 10 to 15 is from different countries. I'll go as far as say 20 people is from different countries. Out of mm -hmm. 130 who watch it. That it's no well the time code. But like for summer next year, we probably should have a meetup in Atlanta where where where, 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 where the store is. And then listen, and the kind of location Atlanta. Yeah. Right, we should have a meetup in Atlanta where the food killers I would love that. Okay, you know, Hartfield is the busiest airport in the world. You know, mm -hmm. Delta system, after they bought Northwest, Delta mm -hmm. is huge. But Atlanta, right. but Georgia, Atlanta, that area is huge now for us. Yeah, Suda killer need a meetup. What, 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 what the chat thing? Does the chat think that Suda killer needs a meetup? Uh, I would be down. Three days in Atlanta. I would be down. Yeah, because you know sometimes we get we get we get one of the best western or one of the one of the shitty hotels. Yeah, and the kind of synergy that you can create when you know we meet up—that's a whole nother dynamic. Book the room, get a conference. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Reggie, right with the ticket deal, but it's for two Reggie. So the one thousand five hundred plus two is three thousand. Yeah, so, you know, get a conference room, put on some talks mm -hmm. for, one, for one of the days. A soda killer meetup. Reggie's a planner. We probably can't get Reggie to plan it. What do you think, Reggie? Soda killers meetup, especially long range planning. That's what it's all about. We should be able to get 50 people. That's a good, uh, that's a good step right there. If you can't get 50 people to attend a pseudo killer meetup, uh, you guys need to stop watching the channel. All of us need to stop watching the channel. Yeah, it should be, should be able to accomplish that, but it's with the right words with the right words, with the right action, with the right type of interaction, we could get we could get that easily. And then that can grow from there. You know, I get you guys to come down to Atlanta. You guys 
You guys uh, watch uh, Stroopies Walk on Water. They might see miracles. <laughs> yeah, the truth, yeah. You might have to go walk on water and show you guys how it's done. <laughs> yeah, I can walk on ice water. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I figure out how to walk on ice water. No need to figure out how to walk on boiling water. <laughs> That's the trick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? When knowledge is born, as the, as the people say in my neighborhood, knowledge is born. You know, um, we can make that happen. We just have to have that intention. I go down to Atlanta a lot, as a matter of fact. I didn't know Ankh was down there um, until uh, earlier this year. And I was have, you been to, have you been to the store? No, I haven't been to the store. I didn't know he had a brick and mortar. Yeah, he has a brick and mortar. I've been to Atlanta twice. That was before Ankh had the, the shop. Honestly, I hate Atlanta. I just... Well, well, I I got a place. I got some I, a partner, um, one of my uh, schoolmates from back in the day. My wife go down all the time, but um, he's moving down there from Maryland, from Columbia, but right out west in a community called Mirror Lake, is uh, Villa Rica. It's a, a, on I twenty. It's got Villa Rica out there and a little community called Villa um, uh, Mirror Lake. And uh, a nice big crib out there that we hang out when we when we're down there. So he's in Whiteyland. No, no, no. This is an integrated community. Mm, mostly, mostly Caribbean. Um, I know I have cousins living in Villa Rica. Yes, it's mostly, it's mostly Caribbean people down there. So that's what I tell you, Caribbean, Caribbean and white people. But it's not really out in the side roads where all those country folk, you know, all those uh, acids and, you know, like, uh, what do you call them? Uh, you know, you, you know, the guy from Dog Patch. We used to read the cartoon in Trinidad and Jamaica and stuff. Remember how you called him again? Um, Lil Abner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got a lot of people like Lil Abner all down there near the Chattanooga, North, Northwest Georgia. But, uh, but no, this is... Uh, now, Central, West Central, going down towards uh, Alabama on 20. Who is Wamp Fung? Wamp mm. Fung, why are, you, why are you typing in full caps? Why are you shouting? Why are you typing in full caps? What is the message you want to get across to Reggie? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, trust me. I think he's only joking with that backpack tour, man. I think he's only this fella is only joking with that backpack tour. He's messing no, with He's been, he's been missing for like the last 10 messages. Yeah, turn, turn off the, the, the YouTube in the back. Yeah. 
So what yeah. should you call it, Wab Punk? Should you call it Platinum Tours, Gold Teeth Tours? Ooh, now we're tours? talking. See, this is now, this is the areas that we have to do the heavy lifting, especially, you know, the, 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 these are the kind of things that make or break, you know, things, how you, how you are, uh, the symbols you use, the logos, the, the, the terminology, the names, you know, what we trademark, but a platinum tour. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a platinum tour to Italy or something. Right? Mm. But, but that's the idea, though, you know? Jungle oh, Reggie, Reggie, I'm reverend. So Reggie can't take care of if, if we are, if, like, for instance, if we were marketing to old white women in England, we would call it the Jungle Fever Tour. <laughs> no. Yeah, but that's the idea, coming up with this type of strategy. It's just, it's, it's, you strategize. Uh. Probably wanted you to call it the book bag tour <laughs> instead of the backpack, the book bag tour to say it's a study tour. And the, the, the it's very poor. Liberia is very poor, but the reason I'm interested in Liberia is because back in the day, these white people from the American colonization society got with some brothers, some free brothers in, in Maryland. And then they called this little organization the Maryland Colonization Society. And they went over and, uh, and they started um, a little thing called the Republic of Maryland. And it was close to Cote d'Ivoire. It was the other near the border. But it was away from Mon Monrovia. And it was a separate country. So when, when Liberia became a country, that... that uh, uh, community had an uh, American community in Monrovia and everything merged with the American community in, in this uh, Republic of Maryland. And that's how they came up with this Liberia. Yeah, but this is the other thing you need to recognize. A lot, many persons, many of the descendants of uh, Black Americans who went to Liberia, I'm not talking all of them, but uh, quite a few number of them, returned back to America. I'm not talking that time. I'm talking within the last 20, 30, 40 years. Mass oh, migration of Liberia and came back to America. Well, you know, there's a lot of uh, American intertwined in their, in their hierarchy and everything now, too, in government and in leadership and in, you know, all through the country. You know, what, was, had, the, what, was, what was the warlord name? The one of America. The one of 99? I think what was the last war, 99 or so? Yeah, yeah what was the warlord's name? What was his name? I, I, one who became president. I can't remember. Andrew Taylor. Andrew Taylor. Right. And I know he had ties with, um, uh, you know, American heritage. He's, a, he's of American descent. Right. Andrew Taylor is of an American descent. Right. And a lot during that war, a lot of black people of American descent who could prove that they were of American descent were allowed to seek refugee in America. Mm -hmm. So many of the Liberians came back to America and they have not been back to Liberia. Right. But, I, I you know, so sometimes I don't like to operate so low down from the flow down. Now, here's what's going on in Liberia. Right. You see, Firestone had the biggest rubber manufacturing in the world out there. 
right? And since that war, it was a few wars, but of course people wasn't getting their fair share. Now, yes, they do have individual farmers now and they selling that rubber to Firestone, but they still have the biggest plant out there because a lot of people use Firestone rubber to make their own tires, right? But that's the <laughs> game there. It's, it's a big manufacturing. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Kwabe. I said Andrew Taylor. It's Charles Taylor. I don't Charles. know why I'm called Charles and Andrew. And well, is that well, true? African, well, African resistance. You, is that true that they're offering citizenship to folks with the DNA from there right now? Whoa. Oh. You, you're Jamaican. You will always mix up Charles and Andrew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old English names. But I know that it was Taylor. I kind of like him, although he was a mass murderer and a warlord or a lord of war. <laughs> Charles Taylor. Yeah, but, but of course, oh, five know. Is he in prison? Isn't Charles Taylor in prison? Is he, isn't he at the Hague? For war crimes? I don't Kawi know. Kawika. Is he at the Hague for war crimes now? All I, all I know is this. If you look at the location... Of where, the, of where I'm talking about, not Monrovia, but where it used to be the Republic of Maryland, um, a little bit east of uh, Monrovia. This is the peak, it's like the point where there could be such a resort for us. I'm not talking about one of their resorts. I'm talking about one of ours that we build from the ground up. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about a Marriott or Hilton. They're going to want to buy it. They're going to want to buy us out. When they, when they see us doing good, they're going to want to buy us out. But this is when we got to hold strong. We can't do like the Negro League and, and sell it like 40 acres in a mule because they're going to destroy us when we do it. Right? They wait until we build it and then they'll try to take it over. But what I'm saying is sustainability. We got to something that we can sustain. And uh, a resort in, in this area, I bet the water is nicer than a mug, too. I don't know for a fact. I haven't been there. But I just look at it from Google Earth, and I look at that area. The area where what was formerly the Republic of Maryland. And it's right, I think it's near the Côte d'Ivoire. And... Um, and all the streets are American names there. All the streets. But there's little poor streets. I mean, there's nothing there. And that's why I'm saying it's prime. If you go to Nevis and St. Kitts, if you go to the four, the five um, star Four Seasons on Nevis, everything around it is abject poverty. And then you have this five star resort in the islands that's like Shangri-La, you know? So I'm not New City, have you seen the plans for Akon City? Akon have these very futuristic plans. It almost looks like um, Dubai. Yeah, I know. He's got some backings I was concerned about too. You oh, know, the Chinese backings? It has to be Chinese. Is it Chinese that's backing him? I thought yeah, it was the, the, the Chinese the Chinese gave him a billion dollars in credit 
for mm. a solar system setup. Yeah, I was trying to deal with my Chinese people, but they don't want to go that route yet. They 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 so caught up on um, on America. They can't even listen. No Chinese student on F one M one can come into my um, flight school right now. And that's why I was talking about retirement. Um, my no, Chinese, no Chinese can come to your flight school right now. No, they can't even come into the country. They can't come through a point of entry. So it ain't easy. You know, are, are Chinese being blocked from coming into the United States? Yeah, so I came up with a proposal to my um, to the people I deal with, China Southern Airline, and I came up with a proposal. Well, I could take my operation to an African country because, listen, I still want to keep making my money with these Chinese. And, uh, and they are so caught up on having their people come here because it's all their marketing. They, can't, they don't want to market sending their flight students to Africa to learn. No, because it's, it's about where they get the certification. Ah, right. It's about where you certify them on. What size? What plane? No, 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 no. Um, you know, they, 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 the, the best they get here is the, I talked about the C twelve. The, 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 um, the civilian version is the uh, King Air, and that's mm -hmm. where they get the hype when they move up to the high performance. That's where they get the high performance before they go back to China. So they okay. start. You basically teach them um, instrumentation. Start off in the Cessna to learn how to fly because it's yeah. more efficient. It's, it's a cheaper operating course and it mm -hmm. teaches them the partial panel. Right. So when they learn all of the um, basic attitude instrument flying on the Cessna, then for the multi engine and commercial uh, uh, license and the uh, ratings, what they do is they move up to a twin engine, uh, light twin, like a Piper Seminole. So they go from a Cessna to a Piper Seminole, and then from the Piper Seminole, they go to the King Air. And then it's back to China. So by the time they get to King Air, they get their multi-engine commercial, multi-engine rating, commercial license, um, uh, and a high-performance endorsement. And that's the basic high performance and complex endorsement. And that's the so, basic requirements that they would need to go back to their airline and start training on the line. So you don't you don't train jets? No. Because no. I, I see where um quantum, the airline, not quantum. What is the airline out of Saudi Arabia name? Saudi Air? They use this small jet from Embraer to teach your pilots jets. This Embraer 100, you know it? The Embraer 100. It's I a know small jet. I, I know the 200, the CRJ, you know. Yeah, um, the, the Embraer is a good plane. Embraer, Brazil, um, Canada for, for Bombardier. Um, these mm. companies are building some good regional jets, right? Mm. But the thing, yeah, there's there's not too much teaching going on in the jet. By the time you, by if you get to a jet, you're training to do your job in that jet. You already know how to fly, mm -hmm. you know, and you're training in that aircraft. Um, and but most likely you could do the training. You get higher than you do the training on the line with a captain. Mm. 
So there's no flight instruction going on in these jets. They use those jets for regional travel. And they train their crew when they get on the line. But that's after the crew member knows how to fly and he's got his ratings and license in his pocket. That's how that works. How many black students come to your school? Do you offer scholarships? No, and uh, none, zero. Um, like I said, my clientele was exclusively Chinese. But I'm proposing to them that I, I even want, I want third party business. I want, I want to market towards African students because just, just think, just think, even in like a poor country like Liberia, you've got one or two, you've got a couple of people, Liberians who's working for Firestone, they're making pretty good money and they're having families and they want their children to have some better opportunities, but you're not, you're not gonna have it there, you see? And these are the people who want to you know, send their, 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 their kids to um, uh, programs such as this when they have the wherewithal. But it ain't easy, you know. No, I know, I know that it isn't easy. When when I was much younger, I had the bright idea that I'm going to learn to fly. And like oh. the cost to learn to fly, it is prohibitive for black children. Yes, yes. It's very prohibitive because like just to even how much hours in a Cessna? How much hours do you recommend in a Cessna before you move up to a twin engine? 40 hours. 40 hours. How much dollars an hour with a certified pilot? Aircraft yeah, and everything. There you go, you see? And uh, and if if I was to combine the instructor plus the plane, and the well, you get the plane wet, which is fuel and maintenance. But mm -hmm. you, right? So, yeah, you're talking about... Uh, $500. For the, for the cheapest place, it might be about $150, $60 per hour in that airplane. That's $160 per hour in that airplane. That's not bad. For the, for the 40 hours. That's not bad. So for the 40 hours, we're looking at about $7,000. Right. And now you're, you're not, you got to factor in, you know, weather. You got to factor in, that's if the student is learning the, the first time. Now, what drives that price up? If a student doesn't learn the lesson, because remember, People have to learn to a certain standard and the standard mm -hmm. is measurable. So yeah. if a student doesn't meet that standard, he has to have extra training. So that's why it's gonna easily go over the seven. The 7,000 is doing the math if everything goes, you know, if the student is learning and progressing normally on every flight and everything goes well. All right, so when, all right, that's 40 hours for introduction. Then And a better price for that 40 hours, which is the uh, amount for a private pilot certificate, is more about more like 10,000. Right, 10,000 yeah. dollars. What about instrumentation? What about night flight? That's right. how much hours. Well, part of, part of your part of your private pilot training, you're going to have to have, by law, three hours at night. Right. Right? And three hours with instrument training and right. uh, five hours solo cross country 
10 hours of solo, 20 hours minimum with an instructor. But in that time, you know, you've got to be able to prepare for the check ride and then pass the check ride, or else that's going to be another piece of money again, retraining for the check ride. So, so, for, so, so for a single engine Cessna, we're looking at about 15,000, right? Yeah. Yeah. So 15,000. No, we're going to multi-engine. We'll move up to a multi-engine airplane. Mm -hmm. Because that's the next step. How many oh. hours? Two hours? Right. Now, the multi-engine aircraft, to get a multi-engine rating is only going to be about 10 hours. But what's got to happen is, you know, the multi-engine uh, aircraft, the minimum instructional price on that is probably going to be about your of around your 300, you know, about twice as much. It's got two that engines. Include, that include the airplane and fuel? Right, and the instructor. So that's the 300 hours for 10 hours? Yeah, now that's for the rating after you get your private license. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so, so for multi-engine, just 10 hours? Yeah, 10 hours will do it in an airplane, sure. Well, you could do you could do you could do it better than that. You could do ten hours in a simulator, right, and uh, and learn all your procedures so you could minimize the time in the airplane, because it's only a rating. A multi-engine is not a license; it's a rating. Mm -hmm. right? All right, so now you get multi-engine rating. So let's call it five thousand dollars for that. So now mm -hmm. we're at twenty thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Right? How many hours would you have to fly? For, for an airline to consider you. Well, then, well, now you have to get a, a commercial certificate. Right. Now, that's not, even, that's not even the airline transport rating yet. That's the commercial certificate. And now you have to have a total of 250 hours. In a twin engine. Not in a twin engine. It doesn't have to be in a twin engine. It's total time now. Because let's say you already have your multi-engine rating, but you need your commercial certificate which requires a lot of cross-country time skill building time right and so 250 uh, hours no you don't need an instructor because you know a, lot a, lot of of commercial, a lot of right? commercial maneuvering right okay so no you don't need an instructor because you have your pilot license already correct so you I, can be you don't need the instructor to do a lot of the um because you you need a lot of solo cross country timing for mm -hmm. the right. so you don't need an instructor for a lot of the training that you have to do in solo. However, you need the instructor for the license because you have to learn precision maneuvers such as commercial maneuvers, you know, steep oh, turns, deeper yeah. angle, slow flight to a to a um only fifty feet instead of a hundred to within 50 feet instead of 100. You know, um, all of these skills have to be improved now. And uh, and the so instructor has to do that. So, so we're looking at about $40,000 for the 200 So you got, it's a, it, yeah, so you're looking at that. Well, but, I, I, could, I could narrow it down to you. The way they build the Chinese, I know mm -hmm. for a fact that each Chinese student pays about 80,000. Yeah, that, that's what I was going, when you add up the 40,000, Plus the right. earlier twenty five thousand plus incidental, we're looking at eighty thousand dollars for 
That's to right. bring it up to to bring it up to a commercial. Right. A commercial licensed multi-engine rating with instrument rating and a complex and high performance endorsement. We are charging the Chinese student about eighty thousand each. Right. So eighty thousand. Mm -hmm. Right. What's the average entry pilot salary? Less than 80. Well, it's around 80 now. That's what they, they, they're making it around 80. So maybe he might get some money back in the first year, but they don't get the payoff. You don't get paid really um, the big bucks until you get to that left seat where you are the captain. No, but no, I'm just saying that I didn't take you about five years before you reach captain, right? Yeah, that's a good below zone. That's a good, that's a good, uh, I mean, between five and 10, let's say. Yeah, five and 10 years before you reach captain, right? So now, $80,000 initial payout. Oh, 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 how oh, easy it is to get a pilot job. So I heard that there's shortage of pilots now. Right. And the shortage was because the entry fee, to answer your question, was, <laughs> so put it this way, some of these pilots would be pulling up to the gate and the guy driving the commissary truck would be making more than them, all right? Let's say trans states that just went out of business. They were, they were having CRJ200s and little regional jets like that. Um, mm -hmm. Their pay was starting at 24,000. For the young pilot, ink is just dry on his certificate, getting his first job. But then of course, it's gonna move up fast. He's like going to move up fast because within a year experience, he's going right. to jump within into somewhere year, else. Right. Within a year, he, he's going to be... Um, he's 60,000. Right. And then... And within but, two years, he's at 70. And, and he might stay there for, for four or five years. 80,000. Right. Now, now... And then within eight years, he's in the captain's chair. Remember, I was on the regional carriers for those smaller jets. Now, let's say... Uh, let's say now this guy, he gets... He, he makes captain in the regional... And now he might be making about seventy-five, maybe eighty thousand a year. Mm -hmm. But now he, but he wants to be in United. Mm -hmm. So he gets a uh, interview. He gets the job at United, and now he's going to have to take a pay cut. From he will have to go down from ninety to about eighty because that's where the majors are starting their first offices. Is it about right. eight a year? Right, but within three years he'll be up to hundred and thirty. Right, easily. Easily. 130, 140. It depends on the hours he flies right. and where he flies. And then, and then by the time he gets to the left seat as captain, let's say if it, like we were talking about a, a Boeing 777 earlier, let's yeah. say a, a, a captain on a Boeing 777, now you're talking, this guy is going to be making, you know, your good 300 a year easily. Right. So if a black boy leave high school, get into pilot. By the time he's 35, he'll be making 200000 a year. He could be making big money by then. Right. But he's got to have a degree. Yeah, I know. While he's learning his pilot license, he gets into 250 hours, he goes under a degree. Right. He goes to the degree. Could be the, online. The reason why I'm saying that to you, and we're going back to the nation of Islam, how many pilots have they sponsored? Well, to their credit, the nation have approached me before because they are 
looking to put some of their youth through aviation training. That's fact. So, so don't think they're doing nothing. Right here in the Mecca, in the Mecca for flight training in Phoenix. All right, they approached me with that. Now they didn't follow through, but I know they have a program. Yeah. Good night, Reg. Big up. All right, Reg. What funk? Why are you bullying Reg? Reg don't want to block you. Yeah. So the initial cost are 80000 mm -hmm. And this, let's say, this will take you know, approximately two, if you have the money, two years. Two to two and a half years, three years. Well, yeah, for, for this kind of program, it's an accelerated program. This is these, these kids are flying like it's a job every day. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Two years is um, long for such a program. Um, it's 16 to 20 months. Yeah. Yeah, 20 months, two years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they spend two years here. Yeah, my, my program is designed for 16 months. So they're flying every day then? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much okay. available to fly every day. The weather doesn't permit every day, but uh, you know. I know because they got flight school in the days. They got flight school like two days a week where they learn the the, the, the the theory. And then they go in the airplane two days a week. They basically go to school four days a week. You guys work four days a week. Yeah, that was my next set of content I was thinking about getting a channel to um, do some ground school, but um, it's not feasible. It's just not too big of a um, target audience. No, it's not... it, it, no, that is a big target audience. Trust me. No, no, no. When you got when you established like John and Martha King, like the King, like those two old people, they're so boring. But they have the they were back in when they had these little booklets, so it was easy to move into the, um, just like uh, sporty pilots do. They were easy, easy, easier to move into the, um, into the cyberspace with their training programs, you see? No. And what those are have, some of the successful ones. No, what you have, James, is that you're a black man, right? And your audience will find you because there's a lot of black people who want to hear it from you, from a black man. So don't what are the white people doing? Started small, half an hour, two day, two times a week. Half an hour show, two times a week, mm -hmm. and, and 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 move on. And then you talk, you explain things. Where start small, you're black. We don't have. We need a black presence in our community. We need black people to explain to us. Black boys like black teachers. For sure. And you just start, you build a curriculum online and say, this is what I'm going to talk about. You buy a cheap ass camera and you start mm -hmm. with a white book in the beginning until you get versed on the computer, on your iPad with the iPads to draw pictures and show what you mean when you talk about that. But you start it small. And then now when the audience build up, you switch them over to Patreon. 
So you, the channel, the basic channel now will be, this is what we're discussing this week. We're level X, Y, Z, you know, this plane, that plane. And for $10 a month or $15 a month, you can come on Patreon where you'll see exclusive videos where I go more in depth. Yeah, I noticed there's a lot more people with some content on YouTube and stuff now for um, ground school and aeronautical knowledge. Right. They put it on Patreon and people go on Patreon because you can explain it. You, you know, you, you can explain it at a technical level that would make people more appreciative. We need more black voices. And as I tell you earlier, I have nothing but respect for you. I might pull your leg and say the part where you take is not a street dude. There's nothing wrong with that. I might pull your leg and say you'd be an ideal, um, a, a ideal resource for the CIA. I'm just pulling your leg. Well, likewise, likewise, you know, because um, the type of content, man, uh, the the premise, the idea of scientific literacy, man, I I, I know it's a it's a factor. It's a factor in what we got to do. Okay, that's your lane because a lot of listen. All right, you know why Jamaica have one of the best sprint teams in the world? Why because is that? Seen other people do it. Mm-hmm. Black people tend to be followers. And when they see one black person do it, black boys recognize that if James do it, I can do it too. If James buy a, a Ferrari, I can buy a Ferrari too. There's nothing wrong with black boys looking for role models that look like themselves. You're sure. a great role model. You, you would be a great role model. You're a pilot. That's not, a, that's not something to play with. How many black pilots they had? In Jamaica, we used to have a lot of black pilots because most of these dudes trained with the Jamaica Defense Force and then they went on to fly Air Jamaica when Air Jamaica was there. Air no, Jamaica, I friends that was in school in my university, they would come over from Jamaica to attend. Right. We had a lot of pilots when we had our own airline. That's and right. then some of the government fucked it up and now... We don't have so many pilots because it was almost guaranteed a job. People went to the air wing, air wing of Jamaica Defense Force, or mm-hmm. best scientists. They learn to fly fixed wing. They learn to fly helicopters, and then they move on to other jobs. <clears throat> it is what it is. That's right. It is what it is. Get better. Yeah, but James. Yeah. I- it's three o'clock. I'd better. It's three o'clock. It was fun pulling your leg. So yeah. Time, you'll be here calling in Noriega, James. Or Ollie Nar, James. I don't mean not being bad. I'm just pulling your leg. <laughs> All so right. All right. Listen, you have a great evening. It's a great conversation, man. All right. Okay. All right. Have a good night.